Hello everyone, welcome back to Canode Knows, brought to you by Dig BMX. This week we're back to the BMX action and we're talking to one of my favorite riders to watch and I can't relate to his riding at all because he goes fast and high and it's incredible to watch. Corey Walsh. If you're in BMX you know exactly who he is. Fast and loose, rides for Colt, Odyssey, Vans, and can shred a bowl like nobody's business. He's the master of pools, the king of transition, and just an interesting guy so it was cool to chat with him. We went pretty long. It went by like that, but it's, you know, prepare yourself for two and a half hours of talking to the man. Before we get into it, let's uh, shout out Dig. Make sure you uh, like, subscribe, share the show with a friend. If you're listening on Apple's, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a five-star review that helps the show grow big time. So appreciate those. Thank you guys for all the reviews you've left so far. We talk about health a little bit in this episode. One thing I'd like to push you to do is try out Raw Life Superfoods. Raw Superfoods, owned by John Mata and Joey Mata. It's a green powder that you put in, you shake it up, and it's a good good way to get some micronutrients that you wouldn't get in your normal diet. And if you eat like shit or don't take care of yourself, this is a good start to start adding in the good stuff instead of trying to eliminate all the bad stuff all at once. So if you're in a shitty spot with your diet, go to rarlife.com and use promo code CANODE for 15% off. Corey, thanks for coming on, and I hope you all enjoy this episode of Canode Knows with Corey Walsh. Let's get into it. Holy shit. Holy shit. Hi, Corey Walsh. What started? Yeah, it started, dude. What's, oh, your, what's your middle name? Corey what, Walsh. It's Francis. Corey Francis Walsh. CFW. Yeah, it was about, it was about to be uh, Bing, too, but uh, it wasn't, thankfully. Why was it about to be Bing? Uh, it was like my grandfather's nickname. <laughs> And they, That's cool. they were about to do Bing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like my parents like would kind of go by like Corey Bing Walsh, but it never really happened. So I like that. But then they Corey came out Bing, with uh, whatever that search engine is. You just be Bing. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Right. There's like Google Bing yeah. and all that shit. I was just looking yeah. at this uh, article about AI right now and chat GPT-4 is out. And the it, there was like a Twitter thread of like 20 things that it's doing already that are insane and one of them was a list that I just posted on my story. The, somebody asked the AI, what jobs are you going to replace and number them and list the human characteristics that uh, you can replace. And it's just a list of 20 jobs. And one of them is my job being social media guy. And I'm like, shit. <laughs> You're just like, oh, no. Yeah, it's happening. <clears throat> Good thing they can't like ride bikes or actually film. But man, it's trippy. Yeah, uh, that's the right? The one that can like do things for you yeah chat gpt yeah, can, it's, it, it's it's really really wild i don't understand how it works yeah the next five years is gonna be nuts for real <laughs> and it, it's like a it's like, it's you're exponential like, curve it's just it's only gonna get gnarlier yeah. faster and faster and faster it's like this it's gonna be like this yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna like it ourselves because we we've already hit the point where we're like technology has helped us but now we're just like how do I not go to my fridge? You know, <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, it's, it's just full on idiocracy. It really it's is. Like, oh God, idiocracy is definitely happening right now. Uh, it's scary. If you actually go watch back and watch that film, you're like, whoa. Yeah. Eerily similar. You know, yeah, one of the similar. things uh, somebody, somebody said, Hey, chat GPT, 
uh, here's a hundred, or we have a budget of a hundred dollars. What's the game plan to make as much money as we can? And the AI told them specifically like what to do, how to do it. Okay. We're going to do e-commerce, buy this domain, write this. And it wrote all the copy and it chose the products that they would be arbitraging or like selling and they're producing revenue and they have investors now just from AI. So like AI could be your like brain guiding the humans through like how to make money and shit. Yeah. It's really trippy. I wonder yeah, what seen we could do for BMX with it. Yeah, hopefully we probably won't do any good. But yeah. uh have you ever seen her Spike Jones movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah, crazy. I watched that recently again and I was like, whoa. It's yeah. just it's happening. It's getting realer <laughs> it's like, and realer. But but AI is like integrated into that society. So it's gonna be interesting because I feel like we're just gonna like mold into it and it's just like oh look at this new thing because i just heard about this this week you the chat gpt yeah yeah so <laughs> well you're better off dude it's just anxiety, oh, yeah. anxiety inducing i just try to i try to ignore all that stuff as much as i can just like don't even think about it smart man mm. what is uh what's what's your life been like lately are you uh are you riding are you injured or where are you at what's going on yeah. so recently just moved to denver just outside of Denver, like 45 minutes in, in a town called Longmont. It's actually uh, Matt Cardova's hometown. Sick. And I moved into his basement. So I'm in this uh, little two bedroom, one bath basement suite now. And then he's upstairs with our homie Zach too. And they have a two bedroom. So, and then we literally just like Chris Fox just pulled up today. He's staying here now. And then we got Josh Clemens. He like kind of runs, um, runs a lot of the show over at Fast and Loose now. Fuck so yeah. uh, we just kind of kind of have a place now. I'm in his office. This is Josh's Josh's fucking office. So yeah, I love yeah, it. It's, that's, been, that's been pretty crazy lately. It's just like a a bunch of like really big life changes all at once. And then I'm hurt right now, so I'm doing a bunch of physio, trying to get healthy again. So what's hurt? Yeah, I uh, took a slam at Swamp Fest, Oof. and uh, I I destroyed my neck pretty good. So I'm doing physio right now for some whiplash. Um, I got knocked out pretty bad too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I see it. what happened? Uh, we kept it under, we kept it under wraps pretty good. I, uh, sure I made did, sure yeah. that, would, yeah, I made sure that wouldn't like come out. It was pretty gross. Oof. And I just like, it was pretty brutal and just like, it was a weird situation. And I just like, didn't want to deal with anyone like seeing it or commenting on it. I was like, just let me get like healthy and I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm not like here for like your crash porn. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. the attention. So we kept it. it. Yeah. I was just like, no one needs to see that. No one needs to like, and like comment on like what they went through, like what I went through with that. Cause that one was right. pretty brutal. For me, so yeah. What were you doing? If you don't mind me asking. I mean, just, we were riding the bowl in the jam at Swamp Fest yeah. and just freak accident. I just fucking went over the bars. So. Oof. Dude, it's so crazy yeah. how that works, like the freak, freak accident. I was listening to your Unclicked, and you and Fudger were talking about, it was during you guys talking about helmets, but then, you know, Chad Osborne hit his head real bad, not even doing Chad Osborne shit, just doing a sprocket grind to 180. It's always a freak accident. It's always, like, when you would never expect it is when you get fucked up. I'm glad, yeah, uh, crazy. glad you're alive, and it sounds like it's footage that I don't want to see, you know? Yeah, I watched it once, and I was like, yep, yeah, nope. I was like, that was gross. Cause I, I had no idea what happened. I was just like, I kind of like woke up on the ground. I, I was like, apparently I was like, that hurt, but I don't know. I don't, I kind of like, I'm, I got bits and pieces of it. It's actually one of my first head hits where like, I can't, can't remember things. So that's wild, man. Well, yeah, but 
Shit, glad you're okay. What kind of physio yeah. do they have you doing? Uh, I do a bunch of whiplash stuff. Um, but there's a bunch of things you can do. Basically, it's just like treating on my neck. And then I'm just doing a bunch of exercises trying to get my neck stronger. And I like I got pretty good range of moment, like motion back. So just try to work on that and then get on the bike as much as I can. Yeah. How just bad like, was the, the range of motion like right after it happened? I guess Swamp Fest wasn't was that brutal. long ago, right? It was like a month, month or so. I was like a month now. Yeah. Well, last Friday, I don't know when this is going to come out, but last Friday was, uh, was a month. So it's been a month since like Swamp Fest. So this Friday coming up will be five weeks. Was it, were you just like legit? You couldn't move your head at all type type thing? Were you I in couldn't. a neck I, brace I, at all? Yeah, I took an, I, I had a neck brace for the flight cause they were worried about that. But my neck was like doing some pretty crazy spasming at night and it would wake me up and I would just be like yelling. It was pretty crazy. Like the amount of pain that slam was, was nuts. Yeah, dude. So waking up yelling doesn't sound pleasant. I, well, I, it's like, yeah, I, luckily like Josh and Matt were around for it. They helped me out a bunch. They got to see me at, at like a pretty gnarly state. So yeah, <laughs> I was like, sorry. <laughs> dude, that is but, the worst. Like you, we in BMX, we see our homies in pretty fucked up situations. Like, and it's hard to know like what to do or how to act or, you know, like it's, it's scary when your buddy's on the ground and knocked out and you, they're like, I don't know what happened. You know, <laughs> how did I get here? Yeah. Especially like one like that too. There was just like, there was so many contributing factors to that one that was just like, it kind of had a meltdown and stuff. I was like, oh, this is gnarly. So that sucks. Were you wearing your helmet? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My man. Bucket game. Just put that, just put it in half. Yeah. I don't ride as fast as you or go as high as you, but I'm starting to rock a helmet here and there. And it's a tra yeah. slow transition to get used to having it on my head, but I'm, I'm, I back the helmets, you know, it's yeah. I mean, I, I do too. I'm not like crazy loud about it, but it's like, I'm stoked people. It's not taboo anymore Yeah, because you know, we're, uh, what we do, you can't get out of a lot of stuff. So it's pretty sick really. that no one really cares anymore. If someone wears a lid. Yeah. I remember I was having this like discussion with my girlfriend and she was like, you should wear a helmet. And I started to try and argue like why I don't want to wear a helmet. And then I, there's then like five minutes in, I'm like, there's no real like argument to not wear a helmet, you know, like, other than you think it looks stupid. But aside from that, there's that. And even that is a stupid argument. Like who cares what it looks like if it protects your life? Yeah. You know? I mean, it's like so integrated. It's so integrated into our culture now. It's pretty sick that yeah, no one really cares. So. Your whole crew, fast and loose, all rock a brain bucket. Yeah, yeah, Most everyone does. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. Uh, so why Denver? Why'd you? Why? How'd you end up there? We just uh, basically this this place became available. Matt kind of told me about it, and um, I've been real burnt out on um, California for the last couple of years. So I just needed to like kind of come up with a plan. I was in my van too. And uh, I had been in my van for like five months. And I was like, we're kind of just like, we're working on a bunch of stuff right now that it involves being very creative and I needed a space. So this kind of popped up and I was like, all right, there's mountains here. Denver has always been awesome. Like when we come, we can kind of escape. And then we all have vans so we can get in the mountains in the summer, which is pretty sweet. It's pretty similar to Vancouver. Yeah. So we were like, kind of just said, fuck it. And just like move shit. Fuck and I mean, like rent is like one third the price of San Diego. Yes. Yeah, so I think gas, like, like I filled my van up for like $59 today. Woo. I was like, this is nuts. What's it cost yeah, to fill so. it up in Cali? And what made you burnt out on Cali? 110. 
110 bucks. Like when it was, when it was yeah. real expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I don't know. I think, I think I've always struggled with California. Um, just being from like Canada and stuff, but it's just like, it was a little too fast for me. I still love it, but I just wanted to kind of get away for a second. Um, I'm like kind of born in seasons and I really like enjoy change and stuff. And con- like, uh, there's a pretty constant like direction California feels like. And then I don't know. I just like once I just had to get out to try to be a little bit happier. And then, yeah. Fuck yeah. Is it working? Are you happier besides being injured? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty sick. This is like, this place is pretty awesome. There's a lot of connections here and there's a lot of just, I can actually like zone in and work on myself, which is pretty sweet. I haven't been able to do that in a long time. So Fuck it's yeah. pretty awesome. Just I see you drinking that kombucha. What are, what, what, what are you working on yourself? Huh? I said, I, you said work on yourself. I see you're drinking healthy oh. probiotics. So what no, do you I mean, mean by working on yourself? I mean, like we just, I've been hitting the gym extra hard. I've been just like kind of working on my mental health, like, trying to get that really ringed in because it kind of got out of hand for a while. So okay. just trying to like have a little bit more, I don't like the word structure, but it is kind of nice right now for this like point. Yes. In time. Um, so it's just like, we, we did 10 months straight on the road last year. That's a lot. And uh, yeah, it kind of got to me and I was just yeah. like, I kind of pulled back for a second and I was like, all right, let's just get a spot. We can work on some stuff. <laughs> and yeah. So yeah, it's nice to have home base and structure every once in a while and then throw a 10 month, dude, a 10 month road trip. I just did eight days and it felt like forever. And I can't even imagine 10 months on the road, but uh, it was pretty crazy. It's, it's wild how, when you're on the road though, like, like the amount of time that's going by right now, just working on stuff. It's insane. It feels like it's like this, but then when you're on the road, it lasts forever. Cause yeah. you're like constantly getting like things, but it's yeah. uh it's pretty crazy. It's like it's 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 like the the question of balance. You need to have proper balance, right? Yeah. So I'm just like trying to work on being able to have a little bit more balance in my life instead of just like <laughs> manically being like running away, like I'm total, going total chaos. I'm going to yeah. Kentucky and we're riding a bowl or uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so what does this structure look like and what are you doing in the gym? I'm curious because that's something that I recently got into like last year, started working out and everything feels better because of it. I think a big oh. part of mental health is physical health. So that's a good move. What do you, what do you do? Do you have like a program you're following or anything? Yeah, kind of like I have stuff from like the old race days, but like I just pretty much maintain in the gym. Um, I just try to keep like a level of like, I'm not trying to get super strong or anything, but I just like do shoulders. I do core stuff. I do leg stuff. And then, yeah, I kind of do a mix of everything just to try to like feel solid. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, because sure. I don't want to, like, I don't want to push it too far and like, I'm not there to like get like extra strong, you know? Yeah, so dude. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the like big weights, low rep type workouts. I think like if you work out with a low weight and do it long enough to where it starts feeling like a really heavy weight, you're doing something good and that feels the best. Are you doing it alone or do you have a, uh, anybody like training with you or like a coach or anything? Yeah, I'm just doing a lot. That takes some discipline, dude, and to force uh, yourself to go and do the shit. I'm pretty shit. I'm pretty shit at it, but we're, I'm also at the point now. <laughs> I'm at the point now with my body, and I'm at the point with riding now where if I don't do it, I can't be where I want. Like I can't do what I want to do. Yeah, dude. It's just work. Yeah, so it's like I have to like like actually be on a schedule, or else I'm going to be on a trip and I'm going to like hate myself. You know? Yeah. So for real. Um, yeah. What? 
Uh, what, what, what the fuck? I was about to ask. Oh, how old are you? Are you and you're reaching that point of like, oh, I got to take care of my body. Twenty eight, but yeah, uh, that's about the age, dude, huh? Yeah, but I've gone through three years of consistent injuries right now. Damn, it just kind of like doesn't stop. So, well, yeah, actually, I don't even push the consistent good. injury. It's just, it's just this is what you do. It's kind of just like a part of it now. It's pretty crazy. Cause it's like when you get this much time to work on video projects, like it's just, I think it causes more just danger, you know? Yeah. So it just allows you to put yourself in more situations. So yeah, the stronger I am, the more I can handle it. So just really trying to work on that. For real. Like one thing I think it, that I'm jealous of uh, Simone cause he, he grew up and he was in gymnastics and I was like, damn, oh, yeah. yeah. Like that kinetic intelligence of being like knowing how to move your body and shit. Two things. If I could go back in time and like, talk to my parents i'd be like put me into bmx racing and then also put me in gymnastics because <laughs> yeah, the, the racing background when you're young learning that shit like i know you did um it's a, there's there's a clear difference in how people ride and like bike control and all that shit and your shit is yeah. uh dude the way you ride is the type of shit that i would show somebody who you know, it doesn't know anything about BMX because you, the shit you do is the coolest shit. You're going fast as fuck. You're going high. It's so dope. And it's like simple. Yeah. Um, not simple. The- you know what I mean? But it's, uh, it's pleasing to watch and I can, I can watch it and like, you know, on street plaza, you know, plaza type riding where it's a flat ledge. Like I can feel what it, I can, or I can like empathize what that trick feels like in my brain, you know, like, um, I don't know, a 180 to Smith to full cab or something like I can feel that. But what you do, I have to just use my imagination. I'm like, that's got to feel like we, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't do any of the other stuff. So what is, uh, what can't you do? I was, that's one of my list questions I have. What, what tricks can't you do that you wish you could? Uh, crook grind. I have no idea how crooks work. I've tried them. <laughs> they literally just don't work. Um, yeah, I don't really know. I don't know if there's really anything I would like to do. Did you learn them all when you were young? Like, did you learn all the, the, you know, basics, like basics, like basics that I can't do like bar spins and tail whips and shit. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I think everyone got to go through those phases. Like I, I had my Woodward phase, you know, yeah just like i got as a kid thankfully and like uh yeah so everyone uh like i was trying double whips there you know tail whips but i don't know you just kind of grow out of it you like grow i grew into my like i felt like a little bit of my own so yeah you did you definitely became like there's nobody that rides like Corey walsh it's i don't know something about the 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 double (laughs) double double pump the fucking the steez in the air the like absolute control that you have it's unbelievable um I was just rewatching uh, Pull Back or Die, and I was like, Jesus Christ, the shit you're doing on loops is insane. Just in the middle of your part, you did a tire slide on the upside down part of a loop, and I was like, word? Is that what that's called? Or a scrub? What is what uh, is that trick called when your first song ends? I have no idea. <laughs> just, I'm a rubber tire against this thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just trying to be Ruben forever. Yep. Uh, so on that note, speaking of Ruben, who were like your first influences when you were young? Who are the writers that you uh, looked up to? And let me guess. I'm gonna go guess Mike Aiken. Let me go ahead and say you already know. Mike yeah. Aiken and Ruben. And who's the one that wrote for T1? That was um, super smooth and aired out. And his name, Joe? Not Joe. <laughs> that one's too obvious. 
But he rode 14. <laughs> Not Joe Rich. Uh, Garrett Burns is the is the what? Oh, yeah. I think the one I was thinking of. Anybody yeah. else? Who else you got? Uh, Chase. I mean, like Chase too. Like, oh yeah. I looked up the super heavily. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people. I mean, like Ruben and Chase and Aiken and. They, those are like my people, you know, like that was like, you know, like we all were. Yeah. When, so, when you so, were like getting out of racing, how old were you when you, cause I, I, I listened, you were talking about the transition from racing to freestyle. If you guys want to learn, go to unclicked, but like, how old were you when you switched from being a racer to doing it freestyle? 20. 20. Retired, no shit. I retired yeah. when I was yeah. 20. You had a long but, uh, racing career because you started when you were like four or five, right? Yeah. That's what, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's like a past life, especially now, like being like 10, almost like eight years out of it. Like, I don't even think about that life anymore. It's pretty weird. What was that life but, like briefly? Um, I don't know. It, the more I reflect on it now and the more I'm like, kind of just have a little bit different perspective. I was kind of just like going a lot through the motions. Like as you do as a kid, you don't really know what's going on. And then you start to like kind of think for yourself, right? So it's like, I don't know. It was just it was just something that it like I did, and it was awesome. It was amazing, and it brought me to here. So, but you weren't like so, yeah, consciously like, living. You were just like you know doing going through the motions. I mean, kind of like I feel like the, the age like past twenty or like you know your adolescence, you just start to like kind of figure out what you want to do. Yeah. So I think that was I don't know. I think I was just like just that was the life i was living and then and then i finally saw an out and i was like oh look at this world nice fun what was your (laughs) out so the reason i talked about like how old you were when you switched because i was thinking like doing the math from being four years old to now is 20 you've been riding for 24 years so like i'm trying to think 23 i think i was five or six We'll, we'll take 23 years so that means like when you made the switch to freestyle it was like 2000 and I'm trying to think of who, who was big then. And I, 2000, where were you right? 23 years ago was two, the year 2000. No, that, yeah, that's, that's when you, yeah, that's when you would have been five. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, no, I think it's like, what it, I would have been 18 in 2012. So okay. 2014. Yeah. Who yeah. was, uh, I was like 2012. I was like 2000. <laughs> I How was old like, do you I'm think I am, sure. Bob? Damn. Uh, who was late? Who was like the first person that you got to see in person that you were bugging out on? Like your first, holy shit, that's them, you know? And where was it? Uh, embarrassing enough. Embarrassing enough. It was. It was Ruben. Oh, I remember yeah. being in Spain, and I was with. Uh, I had known Sergio. I was still tripping that we were hanging out with Sergio. But then I remember Ruben like walked in the bar and like a couple of people were playing pool and shit. And I was just like, that was like my, I was just like, whoa. Whoa, yeah. that's him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty sick. Cause it's like, I love the innocence of like when you're younger with that, you know? Yeah. It's like, too, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. It was like, you get to like, that's what's sick about our culture and our community. You get to meet your like superheroes, which is pretty crazy. For so. real. And then I think the, I don't know, at some point you realize we're all just humans, but there's some like real special ones, you know, like, Ruben, for example. Oh, yeah. That yeah, was... for sure. And then, but then but then you also learn you're like at the more time you spend with them, you're like, oh yeah, you're just a human. Yeah. It's like kind of a cool lesson in life because you can portray that to anything. For real. Like 
like even if society thinks that someone's like a higher standard than someone else, the reality is they're the exact same. Exactly. And it's just like, it's kind of, it was a cool perspective that BMX taught you, like uh, teaches you. It's pretty sick. A hundred percent. It applies. Like I'm in this real estate industry now and like, there's people that new investors look up to like, Oh my God, you know, basically like that's Van Homan type shit. And it's like, no, that's just pace. That's just Jamil. You know, they're just everybody's people. It does apply to every single aspect of life, which is cool. Cause then it teaches you yeah. how to a little bit, how to act when you're with somebody like that, you know, like you don't, you don't have to like kiss their feet. You just treat them like a normal person with respect and shit. Yeah. Man. I mean like there's 8 billion people on this planet now. So it's like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Have we, are we, have we hit eight bill? Are we? I'm pretty sure someone checked me the other day. Yeah, eight. Maybe, maybe you check your check your AI thing. Let's, uh, let's ask Chat GPT how many people are there. Chat GPT is like, there's too many. We must destroy <laughs> population of Earth right now. Chat oh, GPT we're close. Sounds like seven point eight eight billion. Seven point, but that's 2021. I so I think we're about to. I think we've hit eight. Yeah. How many people are on earth in 2023? Oh, we're so close to 8 billion. 7.94 billion right now. So we're we're getting there, dude. That's why. Isn't there like a statistic? There's a statistic too that we're going to drop in population also. Yeah. I'm sure that's like a thing. Um, somebody was talking about you can use the metrics of like how many diapers are being sold baby diapers versus adult diapers. And right now this in the first time in history, adult diapers are being sold more than baby diapers. So it's like, we're going to have a generation where it's all old people and then not that many young people coming up, which is interesting. Like thinking about, cause you always hear like, Oh, we got an overpopulation problem, blah, blah, blah. But we might have the opposite of like a population collapse coming pretty soon, which is kind of trippy to yeah. think about. Yeah, shots. <laughs> data mining we just know everything now yeah it's not natural to be able to like look up anything on this device in your pocket every at any moment but here we are yeah, it's it's pretty, it's pretty crazy like i'm doing uh i'm being very aware when i drive right now and i just like i had an appointment today in denver and i got there i had to use my maps once but i got home without it i was like nice yes. i was like <laughs> just if you're just like aimlessly like looking at your you know ever gonna like see your surroundings you know so for real if you become too dependent on gps when shit hits the fan you're not gonna know how to get anywhere or like you know people some people don't know like north and south and east and west and i'm like i'm like you gotta you gotta get it together man what what's your uh i think you're in a good spot if you're 45 minutes outside of the city and you're in denver you're in a pretty good spot for if shit hits the fan you know you can and you've been practicing living in your van for ages like You'll be all right. You'll be, you'll make it when the zombie apocalypse happens, you know? Yeah. I'm fucking <laughs> later. <laughs> I always say like, if some, uh, catastrophic shit happens, just take me first, man. I, I, I don't want to try and live through an apocalypse. That sounds exhausting. Yeah. yeah I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to ever hurt, have to hurt someone. Fuck that. Yeah. For real. I've, have you ever been in a fight? No, I mean, like, once in grade school when I was, like, 12. Nice, yeah. Or, me like, neither. I think I was, like, 11, but, yeah, I'm not a fighter. Yeah, me neither. I've never hurt, never physically hurt anybody. I think I've emotionally hurt some girls, but that's that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't count, dude. I've never, I want to be able, can you fight? Have you done, like, jujitsu and all that no, shit? No, absolutely not. <laughs> if, that's one thing that I'm, it's, like, in the back of my mind, I'm, like, I'd like to be able to defend myself because I've never been in a fight and I would just get like, there's now that jujitsu is so popular. Like there's kids that are like 
up to here on me and look like a toothpick, but they could kill me with their bare hands, you know? And I'm like, maybe I should try and learn some self-defense shit. But I think if you're good at like, I don't know, avoiding bad situations, then you're chilling. I think most of the time you can either like get away or use your words and diffuse a situation. I'm sure some shit like that has happened on uh, fast and loose trips. Any uh, any stories of like fights that broke out on during these years of the Fast and Loose squad? I mean, not fights, but we've definitely gotten into some shit. Tell me about um, it. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I can tell one story. Okay, we were we were just so we have a new video coming out called Magnetar. Magnetar. We, we work, Magnetar. Um, oh. It's our new Fast and Loose full length. Um, that's actually what we're editing. That's one of the reasons why we're here, because uh, we're editing that now. Um, but we were in New Mexico. Um, I'm going to blank on the skate park right now. But um, so we were riding the skate park. No, no, it's a crazy one. It's like, I mean, I can look it up, but I don't want to stare at my phone. Well, we're talking to the Internet. Um, <laughs> the fucking irony of that sentence. <laughs> People are staring at their it's phones. It's like what a Joe Rich is like. I know, right? Like, yeah. well, we're just having a conversation that people are going to look at later on in life. Okay. Um, New Mexico. Okay, I can't find it. But, um, so we're at a park there, and we're just kind of riding and hanging and filming. And uh, we're trying to get some clips because there's, like, this crazy storm coming in. It's, like, lightning everywhere. And uh, Josh had noticed a guy kind of by the vans, and he was strapped. Um, he, had a, he was, like, kind of waving a gun around, and we didn't see any of this. And then all of a sudden, like, we're like kind of mid filming a clip. And then we kind of look back and I forget who said something. I think it was like Josh or, but the dude was in Jason's van. The front door was left open and this dude is in the van. So then like, well, we didn't know he had a gun. Yeah. But then Paul, so Paul, like Tholen, he was on a trip with us. He like runs to the van as fast as he could, but he was smart about it. He kind of like walked by the van, like, and then the dude got real shook. Like he was just coming down off like a trip and he was just real shook. And uh, it's pretty funny because he grabbed a grocery bag from the van and then like, he tried to like kind of walk away with it. And then we all kind of ran down there and pressed him. Luckily nothing happened because he was just kind of scared. He like had, like he was out of it and didn't know what was going on, which was kind of a blessing in disguise. Cause he he was all of a sudden just like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry and he had a trader joe's bag filled with beer that's all he had and then we were just like we were just like man you need this beer more than we do just like we were just like dude take the beer get out of here wow and then yeah and then we were just like the whole situation nothing happened it was pretty sweet it went smooth and then like he was walking down the road and then like he met up with a buddy and then it looks like they were starting to come towards us to press us again so we just loaded up. We threw everything in the vans as fast as we could and just like took off. Yeah. Get the fuck out of there. That's the way to go. Yeah. So, dude, so. that's not how all people would react. They would be like, fuck this guy. He tried to take our beer. Let's kick his ass. Well, that, you know? like, well, that was like what that. was scary about it because we didn't know he was like had a gun on him. So luckily we're all pretty like mellow human beings. Where we're just like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah. So that's it's kind of funny that, you know, your crew is mellow human beings. But then you look at the way you guys ride and it's like absolute fucking wild madman type riding you would think that with the way you guys ride you would think that you guys are a bunch of aggressive like pieces of shit you know (laughs) 
I love it. Someone said that to me the other day that we had that image of us. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, I'm pretty sure like I'm about to go to the gym after this. I like, I don't drink. <laughs> I'm like pretty mellow. Like Matt's mellow as fuck. Chris is mellow. Josh is like, we don't party anymore. It's pretty funny. That's what's up. So yeah, I guess if people, that's just the illusion of the internet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's called marketing, baby. Don't worry about it. Sometimes you don't know. And that's okay. Um, That's funny, man. Let's see. So I want to talk about like the still get back to your like influences. Um, Cause I remember one of the first videos that I saw that affected me and what made me want to ride was voices from a UK video, Joe Cox and Dan Cox. And uh, that came out, I don't know, 2005 or 2006 or something, but what, what video was imprinted in your brain and like inspired you to ride the most in your impressionable years, I guess, eight years ago, or maybe before when you were racing, what freestyle video did you see that you were like, fuck, I want to do that? It's pretty crazy. Cause I was, I was a pretty sheltered kid. Um, I didn't know about a lot of things, but it was just props in general props yeah. grounded. Um, drop the hammer was huge on me. Left, right was really huge. Yeah. Fit life. Um, there was a bunch of stuff like, a lot of the fit stuff was a huge influence. Um, Dude, fit was killing it for a while there. It's so good. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. man, like the chase, stuff. you know, you know, like that stuff's yeah. burned in my head. Um, like everyone else. Yeah. 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 But even just like, yeah, all of it. So I don't know, like I didn't have that. There's only a few videos, but it was only later on when I really like discovered the culture of BMX a little bit more, you know? And I was like, oh, well, because you can still ask me, like, oh, have you seen this? And I'll be like, uh, <laughs> it's probably, <laughs> which is insane because it's like, yeah. Elaborate on discovering the culture of BMX. What does that mean? I mean, that just ties into the same thing as like when you start to like think for yourself, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely got thrown into it. Like, Toast was uh, the year after it was in the barn um like in the lumber yard i went yeah. to it and that was like i went to that deciding if i wanted to like just have fun or if i wanted to race still and i remember after that trip i went to toast i was like yeah i'm never racing again i was Hell like yeah. that was like one of my first bmx events which is pretty crazy because i was just like i was actually just talking to nuno today about toast and he was telling me about like how they put it on and stuff and i was like oh that's pretty crazy that that was like because that's where i also met robbie at house park that trip nice that was like the connection that started me with robbie so it's like it's pretty wild um what was yeah, it like meeting I don't robbie? Know, just like discovering i kind of like don't remember but <laughs> i mean i kind of <laughs> do but it's yeah. just it was sick you know it was just like he was at house park he said what up and then it just went from there i guess yeah it was like also toast like house park sessions were like gnarly and i'm sure i was like pretty hungry back then because i was a kid that was like like yeah. oh my coaches always told me to be competitive, you know. So yeah. hopefully it wasn't like annoying. <laughs> no way, no shot, dude. I think that we all have that. Well, not necessarily everybody, but it's common to be competitive. Like I came from basketball and I was competitive in like video games and shit. And BMX is like a freestyle thing that's like all your own, but you still want to compete against against yourself and like show out when it's time to show out. You know, especially if you're a young kid at a jam and you like your heroes are there, like. I'm going to want to try and try and do some shit and get some eyeballs on me. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty crazy. Cause I got dumped on like the culture sides of everything quick. 
too. And I got real into music super fast and like the, you know, punk, like hardcore, just heavier style of music scene. And nice. that like fully like grabbed me. Yeah. And that was like a, so then you like learn the culture of all that, you know, and it's just like kind of opens up your world to like, wow, there's like a lot of cool shit, a lot of like underground stuff that people don't know about that you can like be really excited about, you know? Yeah. So tell me about, cause ugh. you said, <clears throat> you said you were a sheltered kid. What do you mean by that? And then tell, talk to I me mean, about the initial just, music. Okay. Like small town, Ontario, which is like just a, it's, I lived in a town called air Ontario. So you're kind of just, if you're from there, if you're around there, you're just, you're sheltered, you know, like you don't get to see a lot. And then I moved out when I was 17 and it was like, Oh, look at this big world. You know, yeah. like I moved to Vancouver, like right out of high school. I like flipped the high school off. I said, fuck off. And then I didn't go to prom or anything. And I left because yeah. I was like, yeah, not prom. I didn't go to graduation. So. And but, you moved uh, out on your own at 17. Yeah, I moved with my sister to BC to go uh, train with a national team for racing. Nice. So we had a little uh, cavalier that we like fully loaded and just drove out there. Fuck yeah, that's a that's a life move. Dude. That's a big that's a big thing. Get the fuck out of your yeah, small town. Crazy. And go to the city, and that's awesome. Yeah, that's like I knew I was gonna get out as fast as I could. I was like suffocating in that town, you know. Like yeah. a lot of people do. So. A lot of people, unfortunately, just stay in their hometown, dude, and then never go see anything. Like, it's pretty, it's sad sometimes thinking about all the people out there that just, like, kind of, I don't know if, whether or not they don't have to drive or just they feel stuck and they just go to their 9 to 5 and just come home, drink beer, watch football, and carry on until they're 40 and they realize, oh, shit, I didn't do anything. You know, like, it's kind of crazy to think about. Or maybe they're just content and happy their whole lives and that's their perspective they live with. That's the valid valid uh counterpoint they could be Dude, a, happier than us you know <laughs> that's, a, that's a very not even that just like it's pretty crazy understanding um that people just live different paths yeah you know because i've always thought that but then at the same time it's just like i don't know you get stuck in like sometimes that's just what you do you know like what yeah. we do is nuts if you if you go talk to talk to like normal society about what we do, like you know what I mean, like talk to your doctor at the hospital, like 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 the last time I named off all my injury lists, I was like, you know, so yeah. Do, do you have any previous injuries? And they're like, where do I start? <laughs> where do I? Yeah, start? I literally, I, I think I was all fucked up, and I was like, uh, you got too like I was like, I'm gonna fill that up. <laughs> Hell yeah uh what's what's been the worst one out of all the uh speaking of injury lists this this latest yeah. one is sounds gnarly but um awesome conversation yeah, <laughs> I <know. laughs> no i mean like i'm curious blasted my, that blasted my face that was a bad one um that was like my facial reconstructive surgery um my spleen one was pretty bad i had like a hematoma growing on it and if it popped it would have bled out so that was wow. pretty wild um i lost my, i almost lost my kidney when i was like 18 damn i don't know yeah <laughs> that's so buck as part of the yeah, game though it. like we, we talk about bmx and inevitably pain comes into the equation like there's no shot you're gonna get good at this sport sport without getting hurt you know it's part of the game i mean it's pretty crazy yeah you know the the way we're trained to like handle stuff and then how in a moment you could be like one way too it's like 
it's pretty crazy. Like that was that the last crash I just had was like some crazy amount of pain. I uh, I get like these migraine things too, and I got migraine during all of it. So it was just like layers and layers. So Fuck. Yeah. I remember like, in that moment, but it's crazy though because now I'm out of it. I'm like, oh, when can I ride again? I'm like doing yeah. everything possible. <laughs> right to to it. like, it's yeah. it's interesting. So. It is my buddy yeah. Nick Nick Bonnell here. He just re-injured his knee for the fourth time. Like he's had, I think, a couple of surgeries on his ACL, his MCL, and he's he's gone out for a year. And then the doctors are all like, "You can't ride." And then he's just like, "Fuck you!" And he's gonna get back on the bike. And you know, he can't stop him. You know, it's 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 wild. If if you really want to do something, you're gonna do it regardless of yeah. what the doctor says or how bad you get hurt. You can always bounce back. Yeah, and it feels like when you're young, you feel invincible. You know, but as I'm getting older, I'm like, yeah, I got it. Maybe I'll just chill a little bit, like calculated risks. You know, I'm only going to do. Well, yeah. Yeah. And now it's definitely it's wisdom that comes with it. You know, it's it's it is calculated. It's uh, like risk management. It's pretty fun. Yeah, 100 percent. Like understanding it. And like I think that's just a lot with like how people's styles change over time. It's pretty crazy. Like because I'm like continuing to see my style change just based off of like what I've gone through, yeah. you know, and that's that you don't understand with like when you're a young kid and you see people like kind of change things you don't really understand why and i was super ignorant to it you know and then the kind of the more wisdom and the older you get you realize that you're doing this because of like it's the only way to be able to maintain something like this yeah um and then if you're confused on like and then if it's like confusing on like what i'm saying like for example like the one i always like love to use is ruben because ruben had a bunch of different cycles of his of his style um you know like like how long are you going to be able to jump off of like the wall rides he was doing right you know what i mean and then he did he transformed his style into like the carving and bowl like into a different way to like present it somewhere yeah so yeah it's pretty i don't know where i started with that but (laughs) no it's just like people's style changing to like create longevity almost like sergio leos the fact that he's still out there shredding and the way he rides is just like transition you know and it's just not too taxing on your body unless you eat shit obviously but i love watching sergio ride like he watching him i think he was at the latest um uh battle of hastings and oh yeah that was a treat were you there too yeah i was there yeah (laughs) i'm sorry for forgetting it's everything's a no no you're good i like yeah that one was a interesting contest for me so yeah yeah it's pretty fun Speaking of contests, I mean, I'm sure you've been to your fair share of them. What's what do you think is the best contest in BMX? What's the most important one for the BMX culture? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> pro cups were nuts. We had no idea what we had. It was so crazy. Um, tell me but, about pro cups. I never was like too in tune with it. It's Vans Bowls, right? Yeah, this is Vans. We put on a contest series around the real world. There was like four stops, and then we basically get to travel around these stops and go to them. And then it was like a contest format, obviously, and they gave out money. And yeah, it was pretty wild. That's pretty fire. Yeah, but you like definitely don't understand what you have until it's like it's gone now a little bit. So definitely, yeah, you don't know you're in the good good old days until they're gone. <clears throat> yeah, just funny because we're living in the good old days right now, which is even crazier. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. But uh, yeah, that that contest series like made meant a lot for me because that was like that that was my how I I don't even like saying the word career, but sure, you know, like that's how I was able to 
like be able to ride my bike more was like through those contests because they yeah. like allowed me meet people meet my friends travel the world do like crazy stuff yeah it's pretty cool yeah super dope that's and i think yeah. when you're at the level of like bmx is your career and you're making a living from it i think contest money is a big factor like that's a huge <laughs> oh, huge thing oh yeah and then in order having to that go away is, yeah. having that go away is pretty crazy yeah but, uh, <laughs> how'd that feel I mean, it, it's okay. It was just a, like how to learn to adapt to it and stuff like that. I remember I was talking to like a another one of the other riders, like older riders, not that one, but you know, just like during like magazine incentives, yeah, and how like prominent that was to your like actual being able to survive. Mm -hmm. But but like I've never like we have one like once a year. You know what I mean? So right. that was before our generation. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So it's kind of the same thing. I don't know. We just like just learn to adapt to it yeah it'll continue to adapt too to the i don't know what the future of you know making a living as a bmx rider looks like but i, I do remember photo incentives because it was just just out of my generation like i came up and around 2007 or 8 is kind of when print was starting to die but they were still happening every month and i would hang out with um drew hosselton and he yeah, was sick. uh he was working with jeff z a lot and other photographers and explaining the photo incentive and you got to have your sticker showing and all this shit. And I was like, that's fucking cool, man. I, I, I never, uh, I never got the chance to have a photo in a magazine, but I got to see secondhand what it was like. Um, but anyway, BMX contest that is most important for BMX. What do you think? I mean, anything that is like core for sure. Like anything that is like a bunch of people just doing it for the love of it is like, and that's like what we want to do, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Like <laughs> I can't put a finger on that. Like it's all, they're all like unique in their own ways. You know, I think Trey's doing a lot yeah, right now. I agree. Um, Swamp Fest is and huge that, and it's grown from just yeah. like a, not, it didn't even start small. It started big, but it's grown to like massive. It's a worldwide sensation. Everybody travels to go to Swamp Fest. Yeah. And, um, so he's doing a crazy amount for our culture and our community. Um, basically. Yeah. And then the pro cups, those are like, but this is just also my perspective. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've never I haven't really done many other contests. Like I've done like one feast contest before and like one X games qualifier, you know? Nice. So this is just, like, this is just the way I've been molded and shaped and formed to like my opinion and this stuff. Yeah, so. of course. And it's all just opinions, yeah. man. That's what this is all about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I heard it because like you get talking about putting on uh, a core jam, fast and loose type thing. Is there anything in the works? Uh, we will see. Uh, <laughs> you said that in the other podcast too. You said I yeah, don't want to say me, it out uh, loud because then we're committed to it. <laughs> no, give me uh, give me a couple months. We'll okay, see. so something's cooking. Yeah, we're working on some, but uh, we'll see what level, what extent it is. I'm not saying anything before any of it could happen, but we're working on some. So sick. I like it yeah what did what did you mean earlier when you said uh you're doing a lot more creative shit for this next video or for this next whatever project you're working on what what type give me we're a just, hint. well we're just doing a like because we're working on our full length right now so that like all all the graphics everything for that all the transitions you know just building a video you got to theme it out do stuff like that and then we're pushing pretty hard with fast and loose right now we're kind of going a different well, we're just really trying to dial it in. I'm kind of working full time at it now with Josh. So we're kind of just pulling in, like actually in a space where we can work on something because before it was kind of like on the road as we did it, like did right. it. So 
Well, it's, it's so, hard to like, run like a merch company and a brand from the road, I would imagine. What what does oh, yeah. Fast and Loose look like? What are all the moving pieces and what are you involved in? And how did it start, first of all? And then tell me about Fast and Loose in general. Of my brain, yeah, no, it started <laughs> Jason. I just talking shit in Portugal and the Lost Bowl, and then that was 2017. Which ones I so five years ago? No, that's 14. Holy shit, five nine six, seven, years eight. ago, nine years ago. So, yeah, and then yeah, one full length video later, and just kind of still scraping by trying to figure it out. And then, yeah, now we're we're trying to do a little bit more with it so that we can kind of do a little bit cooler stuff um yeah which is like what i won't talk about you know so <laughs> <laughs> too cooler yeah. secret stuff well yeah it's not secret it's just like i'm not gonna run my mouth before anything ever happens you know yep that's, i do that enough to wise they gotta deal with it yeah. so um yeah i don't know there's a bunch of parts to it so it's uh it's interesting just trying to run a run and run this brand to be able to do as much cool shit as we possibly can so What's it like day to day? Like what, I mean, what was today like for you? Did you work on Fast and Loose at all? Yeah. I mean, like we worked all day. What'd, so you, what'd today, you work on? Uh, we have a new clothing line coming out. We're doing like a, uh, a little bit more like collection stuff now. So we have a, we have um, a collab with Traction Coffee coming out, which is just like a shirt, like a, a couple trinkets and stuff. Oh, and then we have, cool. like a, yeah. And then we have like a little bit bigger drop coming out um, in the next three weeks to a month we're just trying to plan that out so basically i got i got like two pieces of artwork back from artists and then from there we're just doing all the designing from it layout and then i gotta we gotta do josh will like work on all the screen printing numbers and stuff and put all that together and then we're like working on trying to get a new screen printer right now i'm working on blanks we're like doing a bunch of other stuff with like overseas people manufacturing like cut and sew stuff now so oh. there's like a lot of yeah shit factors like we're just trying to like be a little bit more aware of like what we have and really trying to, I don't know, run with it a little bit more. So as you should, man, I think fast and loose is like known worldwide. It's fucking dope. I'm looking at the site right now and it looks dope. Just all the merch that you could get, you know, pants are sold out, which is dope. And <laughs> hearing you talk about like coordinating cut and sew from overseas, it's fucking intriguing, dude. Like how, what, how did, how did you find this person overseas? And you know, what, What's the process? Yeah, like? that's like, I mean, that's a whole nother process, but that was just like going to a trade show to find manufacturers, which one of, which is like one of our good buddies, like helped us out with. And then from there, it's just kind of, I'm like, this is like super DIY. I'm trying to figure, I don't even know how to do any of this stuff on, on the go. Like we all do, like none yeah. of us have any ideas. So we're just trying to figure it out as we go. Yeah. Um, Best way to learn is by doing it. So that's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. It's dope. Maybe after this, you can connect me. Cause I, I would like to get a couple of t-shirts t-shirts made for mediocre at best. It ain't it ain't no yeah. fast and loose, but I I want some yeah. I want some uh some merch. I mean, a lot of your a lot of your MOQs are going to be friggin' 500 though, so you're going to have to be ordering a lot of t-shirts. Yeah, fuck. That's so wild to think about the MIQ. Have you guys can looked into like uh what's it called when you print on demand? Or like you or drop shipping yeah drop shipping is that is that yeah, something that just, you guys look not, at yeah no because we like kind of being like direct to customer and being like able to have relationships with people that support us yeah and you lose you lose a lot of that with that there's a lot of disconnect and just so we just kind of want to run it 
through ourselves. Like I'm literally in our office right now. So we got like all our stock here and you can't see this, but this in the real world, I, show me. I can't, you're on my friggin', <laughs> I can't, I can't uh, even okay, show you. Yeah. You're on the computer. <laughs> so. I want to see the stock, dude. Nah, it's secret. It's all secret. Top so. secret shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm stoked on Fast and Loose. How, how did the name come about? Um, Jason came up with it through the dudes at Backbone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he kind of told us about it and then realized the Backbone dudes ran it. And then they kind of just like let us, hopefully let us just, I don't know, we kind of took it over, I guess. I don't know how that all worked. That whole thing's kind of blurred and I'm like yeah. feeling comfortable about it because I'm like, oh. Uh. <laughs> but like those dudes are the most fucking badass human beings ever so backbone is in australia like, yeah yeah so. like if you ever want to fuck with a shop fuck with them they are as core as you get which yeah. is the sickest that is the yeah. Sickest. So, um, yeah you've been to australia a couple times at least i'm sure um yeah. we've been like a lot now it's like a second home it's crazy that is crazy because it's like a 14 hour flight 13 hour flight it's like one of the best places everywhere right it's like all my all my friends it feels like all my friends there are like my friends back in canada so hell yeah i uh that yeah. was that was my first ever trip i really took it for granted because i had no like nothing to compare it to but i got i got put on gt bikes when i was 18 through like some vital bmx like sponsor me contest and i submitted a video and i lost but they were going through the losers and they were like this kid's cool so let's put them on and then the first ever trip bmx trip that i got taken on was to brisbane and uh sydney and i got to stay with dave dillard and see all the crazy parks that are out there and the street spots that are insane and just the culture and it's fucking awesome dude australia yeah. is the shit it's what's your me. what's your favorite memory from being in australia Oh, man, there's too many I could even pin in. Like, there's so many good times that went down there. Yeah. I can't even, like, all the act jams, just all the, just being with friends there in general. Like, we did a cult trip there. Me, Jason, Vish, Dan Foley, Ben Piggott. Yeah. That was amazing. Cult like, down under. I remember yeah, a that, crazy quarter pipe that you had to, like, mob through grass and then hit that yeah, we, that you rode that, that sticks out in my mind. That's the first thing that pops up. Um, yeah. Oh. First memory that pops into mind about Australia. Hit me with it. Karaoke in Canberra, blackout singing Deadly Sinners. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. There's, there's like a there's like a karaoke bar downtown. Oh, like I don't forget. I don't even know the name of it, but they would serve like those crankshaft beers. Yeah. The the Ben spoke ones and just like the the whole top would come off, but they like the karaoke bar. I think it was like kind of university town um yeah Canberra is uh, Canberra is so it's uh we were just would go in there and people would be like kind of killing it at karaoke and they would know the BMXers because they'd walk in and you're just like fucking ignorant pieces of shit drinking <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that was like back in the day too when I partied so yeah uh, that would be one of my all-time favorite memories that's, that's a good one and then speaking and of, it was like, one of I actually so stoked and you actually remember it <laughs> is that what you yeah, said so, yeah yeah, dude, I have some really great memories that I can't remember from my days of traveling with Sabrosa. And uh, once every once in a while, like Kyle Hart will say something to me, to me and I'm like, oh, yeah, that was fucking fun. But I completely just blacked out of my memory forever. Um, speaking of places like Australia, uh, you've been all over the world. What do you think is 
what place would you say is like the most interesting or did you like the most culture shock or something that sticks out? What's, what's a good, what's a good place I mean, that if you could go to tomorrow, you would go back to. I mean, South Africa was freaking mind blowing. Um, right. Just, I don't know, being able to see the differences of like how people live was pretty cool. Um, there's a very big distance between like uh, economies there, you know? So it, it was like one of the first time I ever saw homeless children. And I was Damn. like, that was like shock too. And, it, it was pretty crazy to see um, a lot of kids that are very underprivileged there and don't have anything and how happy they were. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Like, that is like a big thing with our society that I don't know, like just like that was like one of the trips that taught me a lot. It's just about people, you know, and just the world isn't exactly what you think, you know? Yeah. And happiness doesn't come from, you know, being I don't know, successful or having material things like the happiest people on earth are some of the, you know, broke people on, on earth, but they just have like community and singing and all the things that you need to be happy, which is fucking interesting. There's some documentary. I can't think of the name of it of study of happiness or something, but they found like, you know, poor people who have a good community are way happier than rich people who are kind of isolated in our modern world, just staring at our phones and grinding out emails all day, every day, you know, happiness is an interesting yeah. subject. Yeah. It's very interesting. You know, it's would, a constant battle, right? But would, yeah. How would, how's your happiness? Would you say you're happy overall? Yeah, I'm doing good now. Uh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation to get into, but, but yeah, I'm pretty happy. It's a lot of work. Um, I think as we grow as people, um, a lot of things change and a lot of things happen. You become aware of things that you might have to do some work on, but yeah, right now in this moment, I'm definitely happy, but, uh, I'm doing a lot of work to be there, which is pretty cool. So good for you, man. What kind of work? Yeah. And let's go into that whole other conversation. I don't know, man. Just a lot of things with just learning about yourself and then like getting like mental health things and then maybe getting professional help and stuff. Like I've reached out and this is like kind of the first time I've been in therapy trying to deal with some, like some pretty serious things. So nice. Yeah. Good I just, that, yeah. Cause it's like, I look at my head now as the same as my body. Um, yeah. and it was like just time to finally just like dive into some stuff and really, try to organize what's going on in my head instead of like just letting it kind of run off. So, right. Yeah. You I can mean, let that, it just go on autopilot and then you find like, what the fuck, why am I miserable? And you're not like thinking about what you're going through or what your brain's doing. Go on the, I mean, yeah, it's pretty, I think what, especially like what, like, let's say the example of a professional BMX rider or a professional action sports person in general, we go through some pretty crazy amounts of dopamine, like spikes, yeah. to like just pure downfalls of like nothing. So like, for example, injuries, you know, and then usually injuries isolate you from your friends and stuff like that. So it's like a lot of peaks and valleys yeah. and a lot of, normal, a lot of, I want to say normal people, but simple people that live lives a little simpler, don't deal with that. Right. So I think a lot of, because of that, it causes a lot of could be chaos in your head, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a, a lot of things that, it might be something that needs to be organized a little bit and you might need like professional help to figure out. So, what's so yeah, a, that's just like, what's like a tool or something, maybe a, a, you know, a, a practice that you learned in therapy so far for somebody who's, cause I agree the dopamine spikes and then 
Like if the more you spike your dopamine, the lower your baseline dopamine is. And it kind of, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a wild pattern to go on, whether it's through extreme sports and adrenaline or through drugs or through other aspects of life. Like, like just, I, I can't think of another example, but what's, if, if I'm in a low point, how would you coach somebody through it? Just generally some advice that's like, you know, not specific or, but you know, safe, good advice for somebody who's, you know, going through a hard time or at the bottom of a valley. I mean, so my perspective, I, I say that a lot, but that is like literally the only thing I could say is, is just, I've been really trying to own in on just understanding where you're at in each moment so that kind of just understanding why you're there and being okay with it and not like trying to overwork it, which is fucking so hard to deal with, but just like kind of owning in on why you're thinking this way and why maybe it's like that. And then that's like kind of the, the, the one thing that I've learned to practice, which is hard though, because like, if you get into a moment, sometimes you can't even realize what's going on. Right. So, so being, I'm also, yeah, I guess so. Like I'm also very, I'm, I'm very fresh into this and I'm working on myself. So it's, there's a lot of things that I'm learning right now that I can't even like, you know, I, I, I haven't put into play yet. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Good for you, man. I'm happy you're doing therapy to make yourself better. That's fucking dope. I need to do the same or I should do the same. Yeah. It's pretty (laughs) weird. Uh, It's it's hard to get used to, but no, there's a lot of people I've spoke to have recommended it. So here we are trying to work on every aspect of my body right now, instead of just neglecting it. (laughs) What was it like your first time going to therapy? Are you going like in person or are you going uh, (laughs) to tell it telecom? I'm going in person, but I don't know. I'm not really going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, how did it That's feel? Like, you know, like just walking into well, the building, I mean, like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. What is this? What am I doing? I don't know. That's just that. That's for me. That's that's mine. Um, there's it, it's a lot of things, and it's a lot of things that I could say that people won't understand because of like they don't know what I've been through, yeah. and I don't know what a lot of other people been through. I mean, it, it was actually. It was cool to finally do it um, and finally like have someone and walk in the door. Like I'm so fresh to this. I, I, I don't even think, can't even explain why I'm talking about it, you know, but it's like something that needed to happen. So I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. I know there's like, I keep a lot of things for myself. So that's like one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Word. I can respect so. that. That's cool. Yeah. Let's uh let's go back to being at House Park and Robbie. I want to know because have you just been cult since you got sponsored in freestyle? Like I know you had success in racing and you probably had sponsors. I don't know the details of that part of your life, but I'm interested in when you made the switch to, you know, riding freestyle and uh I guess the sponsor journey. How did cult become a thing and uh when and what else, what other things happened like throughout your, walk me through the timeline of Corey Walsh's professional BMX freestyle career. There's that word again, career. Oh, talk about yourself. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I rode for a couple of distros and then Robbie hooked it up. And then like, I think two years ago now, Nuno reached out, we worked out something. And then Vans was kind of been there since toast day one, which is pretty cool. I met Jerry at, toast and then that's been a relationship ever since so it's jerry bagley is that, is that Dude, jerry? no no that's no. that's uh Who's jerry bagley yeah that's, why is that name in that's, my... that's hb local i'm pretty sure he's if i'm i'm pretty sure it's huntington beach wait yeah. i don't know if, 
but Jerry Bagley's like old pro BMX. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm mixing up names. Who's Jerry for Vance? Yeah. Jerry Batters. Okay, word. I don't know if I've ever yeah, talked he, to him, but yeah. Yeah, but he like gave me my first ever package like after Toast and stuff. And yeah, so. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. I think I was at the Toast that you're talking about. I think I was at Toast at 13 and 14 or 2013 oh, and 2014. Those, those are some of my first <clears throat> first trips filming professionally for Sabrosa. I'm filming a contest, but on a VX. That's fucking, it's, it was a trip. Yeah, uh, that's crazy because at that at that toast, I did not know Matt Cordova. I didn't know Jason Watts. He was there. I didn't. Wild. It's crazy. Like some, like all my best friends now that they were there, and I didn't even know. Which yeah. is like insane. I'm trying so. to picture like what you would have looked like then. What phase were you in? Did you have long hair, or were you coming from? Uh, you know, what did you look? And what was uh, Corey's style in 2013? Yeah, I don't know clean cut wearing a tank top i don't know i had no idea what anything was nice. back then yeah that's wild yeah. and then oh i meant to ask you uh well let's continue the the sponsor thing so how like when you say robbie hooked it up what does that mean and how did that come about i mean i was writing for another distro at the time for another brand and then robbie was just like hey like wanted to send me a frame and stuff and then i just made that decision to do that and then I just kept, I made it, I kind of was like, all right, I'm going to stop racing and I'm just going to film stuff, freestyle stuff and yep. just kind of travel and ride and do that. And then, cause I was working, I was working two or three jobs at the time for, uh, I don't know. It would have been like three years after I retired when I was 20. And then I just kept filming video parts. And then all of a sudden, like things started to happen. The pro cup started to happen more, started to go down to California. And then from there kind of, uh, yeah i like there was a, another offer that came to the table so then robbie like stepped in and then we made that official and then sick kind of just been history ever since so yeah what was your first um cult trip that you were on and who was who was on it do you remember i want to say the florida florida one like the official one we went after the first swamp fest we we did a florida trip and stayed at trey's house sick i think yeah is that but, when uh is that when you saved trey's life no that was uh how do you know about that because <laughs> trey texted me he said hey please get to tell, <laughs> me, tell you how you saved <laughs> holy, holy shit there's a fucking <laughs> story that was crazy no but that was like six years before i saved trey's life okay so. well tell me about how you saved trey's life real quick can i can we pause this do you cut this stuff up or no yeah, can yeah, I yeah. Go let's, let's pause i'm a p2 Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're back. Oh, I've oh, always wanted to have a Nardwar moment, and I feel like I just got that on you, dude. So Oh, I wish I wish uh story. I wish uh I could I haven't seen that dude around Vancouver. That's like a goal in my life is to see Nardwar. See Nardwar, dude. What a fucking legend. I don't understand how he gets that information on all these rappers that like completely bamboozles them. Or just everyone in general. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey story. Yeah. We're we doing that. All right. So Fuck yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> we're at, we're in Barcelona. Um, I, I was on a fast and loose trip and then, uh, Paul Tholen and Jason Watts had to go do some UCI stuff in, um, Brussels. And I was just like, eh, I don't really want to do that. So I ended up flying to Barcelona and met up with Trey, Simone and Chadwick. Nice. We were just hanging out and, um, we just like kind of met up with them for the week filming. And then, Trey like mentioned to me, he's like, holy shit, like dude, priest and merciful fates playing. 
I was like, holy shit. It was the, there were like tour that day, like Merciful Flapes uh, reunion tour. So long story short, I got into this show. Okay. And uh, we're hanging out. Um, and Trey decides to go get some chicken tacos. And uh, we're just kind of walking, walking through the crowd, going back towards the front. And I guess Trey started to choke, but I didn't really know. So he was just like, kind of looked at me and he's like, oh, I'm going to get some water. And then he had something in lodged in his esophagus. And then, so he goes to the bartender, he gets water. And then when he goes to take a sit, it like chokes him out and he started suffocating. Yeah, dude. And so, so he was like, he looks at like, like, I was kind of like, what the fuck? Cause he was like, like down and he was like, kind of started to vomit. And the bartender was looking at us too. Like, wait, what? Like kind of thinking like, Oh, is he like fucked up? But he's obviously not. Um, and then, yeah uh he he kind of made a notion at me he's like you, he's like i'm joking <laughs> but he was like it. he's like uh. it's, not, it's not funny it's a very serious <laughs> it's kind of funny but, so now I, that we I, know I was, he's alive it's funny Fuck yeah, yeah. We, yeah he's alive but uh yeah so i like looked at him and i was like you're fucking joking he's like yeah and i just <laughs> so i licked him nice. i licked him in front of like so many people and it took like it was like 30 seconds of reps of like real solid like reps because i was scared you know i was like yeah. holy shit this is gnarly and you know like i've always been taught like like when you're just above like the rib cage you like push hard right yeah but uh yeah like 30 seconds 45 seconds he it passed and uh he like could breathe again Ooh. and uh it was crazy because after it happened i looked at him and we were like what the fuck but then everyone around us was staring at us right like yeah. everyone it's like it was like an episode of black mirrors where everyone's staring at you as someone dies um but everyone started shaking my hand after <laughs> like, <laughs> Like I was like, this is the bartender shook my hand. And then we just like, I looked at Trey and then we just like, kind of just went back to the front. And then I like, I, yeah. So then I remember like he messaged Kelsey or something and he was just like, holy shit, Corey just fucking saved my life. Fuck so yeah, man. Had you so, known, have you like a Heimlich is something that I actually think about sometimes. I'm like, I, if, so, if that happened to me, I'm not really sure how to do the Heimlich. Did you know prior or were you just winging it? Had you learned? No, I knew I knew it from high school. Nice. Um, yeah. We did CPR courses, but um, I probably should have had a refresh. I mean, it's pretty common sense because you yeah. can do it. To, you can do it to yourself on like a, a desk. You okay. Know? What's the you move? To, like, Teach me how to like you... basically right. Now. <laughs> well, it's like I don't actually know if I'm like, <laughs> but it, it's just like below the rib cage, okay. and you're like doing chest compressions as hard as you can. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it worked. So cool. I think I got it. Yeah, yeah. But you're just. Yeah, it's pretty common sense. Like if someone's <laughs> yeah. choking, you just like, but you like get the shit out you, of them. Yeah, you have to. You, I was hitting them pretty hard, so yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah, totally. Trey's life, dude. That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So he owes me. So yeah, well, <clears throat> I love that. Let's uh, well, <laughs> since we're on the Trey subject, I'll hit you with his other questions that he that he sent. All right. Uh, let's see. Um. Tell Corey this. Tell Corey to tell the story about how he saved my life. We got that. Also, one of the happiest days of my life was when Corey told me my ramp was the hardest ramp to ride. LOL. I said, okay, that's not really a question, but <clears throat> what do you think of Trey Jones's backyard ramp, and why is it the hardest ramp to ride? It's fucking hard to ride, man. It's tight. It's just, I, I'm like used to pools and shit too, but that shit's humbling. Uh, 
he the ramp is not easy to ride he makes it um, look real easy but yeah i've been there yeah, and uh, the shit is not easy to ride you can imagine so. that you know so congrats trey you're uh congrats you, <laughs> you win the construction i don't even know if that's an award he's always building uh, weird random shit i love i i love trey's uh i don't know what's the word yeah. Brain. His yeah, his brain, his life, stoked stoked on Trey Jones existing. Yeah. Uh, and he's this is also not a question, but it's nice, so I'll read it to you. I just want to say thanks to the entire Fast and Loose crew for coming out to Swamp Fest the past three years and building three insane bowls. I don't know if people realize how involved they are every year. The year when it rained like hell, they all stepped up so much and seriously helped so much move everything inside. It's sick to see a group of pro riders actually building shit with their own hands and keeping DIY BMX alive, whether it's Swamp Fest, Act Jams, or other jams they do. Corey, Jason, and the whole crew are really keeping core BMX alive and making it look damn good, too. Aw. Thanks, Trey. Thanks, Trey. Uh, what a sweetie. So. Uh, let's see. Where to from there? Oh, I want to talk about Colt and what it's like to be on Colt. And... Because Colt has riders all over the fucking world, but there's like the main squad, and I would say that you're part of the main squad. Um, what's what's a memorable trip besides that first one that you went on? And uh, what's it like? Yeah, what's it like being on a trip with you know the Colt pros, Dakota Chase? I mean, it's sick. Chase. I mean. It's yeah, now it's it's so normal now, but it's 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 amazing. It's really easy. Um, I, I've been like lucky enough to be able to go on trips with almost everybody. So yeah, I don't know. It's like I fucking love it. It's one of the easiest brands to work with. Robbie, I think Robbie just understands how I work a lot yeah. too. Um, I'm pretty like I wouldn't say the word difficult, but I definitely work in a different way than a lot of other people. Um, and like cult allows me to do that, you know. So. How so? Yeah, what do you I'm, mean you work different than other people? I'm, I I struggle a lot with um. If there's anything to do with forcing something, I I'm not good at it. Um, I want it to be as natural as possible, like as what we're doing, because I I never want like my love for riding to be like pushed away from something of having to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's no, hard I to explain that to people. Of like, you can't really say like I don't. <laughs> it, it sounds super uh i don't know what the word for it is like almost prima donna but like i want to do stuff when i want to do it you know yeah yeah and when the how i right. it. yeah and then Which sometimes sense, especially with bmx is fucking dangerous so if it's if everything's not lining up you're not going to force it and that's respect yeah and, and like i'm like a setup rider where i i really enjoy finding things that excite me and i really enjoy being with my friends and just like having good times um and you know sometimes the camera doesn't even have to come out for those you know yeah but like the reality of the day we like the day and age we live it with content and having to be able to do it like yeah i don't know just it's it's been cult's been very uh accepting to how we do things which is awesome that which is, is like i think why it's naturally so successful too you know like uh it, it flows so well because i think people can see the natural sides of it but yeah, yeah it's been cool it's, it's like yeah, it's been it's pretty crazy to think that like I just go on trips with the those dudes, you know, like being on trips with Dak is like always the funnest because he's he's fucking down. Yeah, and dude. I really like I'm like kind of a like a I really like a, I, I obsess about things. 
especially building things i really like just like really building stuff or it's really fun when a spot isn't rideable and you make it like rideable and yeah. dak is king of that stuff so he really is dude yeah you know, like he's down you know because because i'll do i don't know why sometimes the work for getting something is in riding it is almost better than <laughs> riding it yeah so so yeah like being on trips with him i mean everyone it's been crazy so if you if i if i was like okay you have to pick four dudes from cult to go on a trip right now what's your dream cult trip who's coming with you and where are you going uh that's way too hard that's gonna make um, the cult members feel bad because Corey doesn't love me no do it <laughs> yeah well i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ahead and say like jason uh yeah. little john and preston probably dope yeah. like yeah. like i could i could have guessed friends. that yeah Okay, yeah, so then, then who's yeah. filming on that trip? Uh, Vish. Nice, we're bringing Vish too. Vish is the man. Yeah, we're, we're bringing Vish. Yeah, yeah. fucking, he's my dude. So uh, that's like dream trip. And then we're hitting Poland, Sweden, uh, Italy, and then Japan. Fuck yes, dude. Can I come? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. When's this happening? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. No, let's, but, let's figure out the budget. It'll probably cost about 70 grand, but we can make it happen. I know all about that now. So yeah. Ah, fucking A. Um, speaking of filmers and Vish, shout up, shout out Vish. I love Vish. Um yeah. who's been a filmer that you worked with that um who's your favorite filmer that you've worked with? And then also who's your favorite filmer that you haven't worked with? Ooh, interesting. I mean, um, I really like Vish and I have been through a lot, you know um i've been with vish like day one since everything so yeah. i mean like he's like he was like for the longest time the only person i can really film with and be comfortable because like i know he knew how i worked kind of just like comfortability with doing things you know um i mean like i love filming with gregson too um yeah. he's just become it's a really right yeah yeah chris gregson um he's become like a really good friend and being able to like ride with him and just the way like the two like cultures like clashing has been like amazing so that's fucking magical you writing and then him filming is fucking perfect yeah i mean like that he's like so like sick. like we've talked about it i'd love to do a dream like a project with just gregson um yeah. but just because it's like my style of writing it's tough you know because you gotta travel a lot for it so yeah i think he, he's also like a pro film skate film early you know he's a draft film a little busy sometimes a little busy (laughs) like as are we you know it's like how do you make any of that mesh um but yeah i don't know there's a there's a lot of filmers out there um a lot of snowboard filmers and skate filmers that i would it'd be cool to work with but obviously they probably interesting put me on to name a couple of that because i don't think i pay attention to snowboarding and skate i'm so bad with names at first like you can't put me on the spot like that. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I mean, there's like I'm not gonna be able to tell you, but I could tell you like an hour from now, probably. All right. Well, tell yeah. me a snowboard video that I should watch. Um, there's like so like Torment is like a the like a core their core like snowboarding site. Like I would say it's one of my favorites, but there's a ton of they put out some crazy shit. Um, yeah, snowboarding is kind of like. It's the whole thing. Like seeing them yeah. ride street is fucking insane. You know, yeah. like well, that's like I I grew up snowboarding and um I snowboarded till I was about like 17 and BMX fully took over and I kind of stopped. Just oh no shit. Could you yeah, do tricks and shit? 
Yeah, we like rode street. That's what we would do. Oh, so, like growing up and stuff. So like I was like a park kid. So I still have like it's weird now because I went snowboarding this year. And it's so crazy when you don't do things for a while, but it's, it's also like super humbling to like go back to it and like love it and be so bad at it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Super sick. Like I jumped onto a grind box and died. I was like, <laughs> this is, but it's sick to be able to just like, I don't know. It's the same feeling. Like when you're biking down the road as a kid and you like see a dirt path, when you're like 10, you get stoked Yes. You know? as yeah. you get older, that kind of goes away. But like with snowboarding, I can still kind of do that. So I love that. It's pretty, uh, it's kind of unfortunate right now i'm hurt because we just moved to colorado and yeah I was like, snowboarding Damn it. good there wow that's english but, the snowboarding uh, good there but, <laughs> but uh hopefully once i'm uh, a little bit healthier we'll be able to go into the mountains that's dope man i didn't know that you uh grew up snowboarding i guess it makes sense because you grew up in uh canada so yeah i mean like our, our local hill was called chicopee though which is like a trash mountain so it's like that's why you become like yeah nice. literally trash um but that's why you become so like park kids because it's like oh what are you gonna do you're not gonna like ride pow you're just gonna ride park all day so what does that mean when you say park kids as far as like uh snowboarding goes just like like because okay because the mountain will have like runs you know but it will have the train park so it's like they say park kids the kids that stick to the train park what is a train park like like the it's the skate park it's a skate but, park but for snowboards it, yeah what do you mean like that's like where all the rails are and all the like the, there's not oh, like you're okay. not just going down a double diamond and then there's a fucking big ass <laughs> handrail like well, no it's if you can't tell i've never been snowboarding or paid attention to oh, okay. culture, so i don't know i don't know six, shit six. about snowboarding train park okay that's cool no, uh, yeah I, I try to do that a lot I, I have a lot of things that i take influence from because like uh um it's just really nice to see other sports because there's so many people doing really sick shit so yeah what other sports besides snowboarding and skating are you paying attention to i just watched you know, a watch. rollerblading video the other day that i was like whoa dude like these the rails yeah i love are insane i love rollerblading now um i've always loved rollerblading i love mountain biking i used to be a idiot too with it like i've said some stuff before to some people i was like what the hell am i when you're young and ignorant and like yeah. i was trying to be like core bmx you know yeah. but now it's like i fucking love mountain biking um a lot of those dudes are super cool you know um but then like i i kind of have like a respect for everything now because i'm like not trying to like if you're doing shit like i don't even care what anyone says like just fucking do your thing yes um 100 like because i'll even like yeah. like i've watched scooter videos here you know and it's just like it, it it is what it is as long as you're doing what you're doing and yeah. then like especially if there's like core aspects of it like i'm stoked you yeah. know if it's not like a bunch of logos and a bunch of flippy whoopies like i'm like yeah hyped. exactly dude i've yeah. seen some swaggy ass scooter riders dude like it's all filmed on a vx and just like they have style somehow making it look amazing there's some scooter riders that are very impressive same with rollerbladers same with um what the fuck else is there maybe i don't know i don't know about you hopping on one of those one wheel balanced hoverboard things yeah. you know maybe stay there's away from certain, that but there's a bunch of things i'm also you're also allowed to like have your own opinions and stuff you know i've just been trying to be a little bit more open-minded to everything and just i think that comes yeah. with age and getting wisdom and, and perspective of like oh yeah yeah like, but i'm also getting salty here at the same time but it's like <laughs> at least i'm like just trying to be a little bit more like like i don't give a fuck you know good like as long as you're not waxing the shit out of the coping i don't care yeah that's like, the way to be it, it is what, what it is yeah what are some uh speaking of being salty what are some rules 
I know there's no rules in BMX, but if there were some rules that you had to establish, what what rules would you apply to BMX? And this is a hypothetical <laughs> joking question, but hit me with it. I don't know, man. I'm just like, I'm stubborn. I like what, like what we like and what we do and just having fun and traveling and stuff. So that's like the aspect that I'm stubborn with and salty with, you know? Those are some um, really tough rules. Have fun and travel. You fucking. Yeah. Have fun and tough. travel. That's like all I really <laughs> ask. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm not very competitive. So I don't know. There's just like fuck rules actually. Like do whatever you want. That's or, like, a good uh, Fuck rules. Do whatever you want. I but it's pretty funny though, because we've been having a conversation about gatekeeping as well and how there is need for gatekeeping, I believe. But also, I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's a tough conversation this day and age. Um, not even this day is a need for gatekeeping. Um, I just to like kind of pull in some certain things that are going on. Okay. I'm not even starting this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) They don't want to know what's in that head, bro. Like, you know, just like, like things, certain aspects that are like, like people doing moves that are like interesting, you know, like, I, I think there's a lot, I think there's a lot of confusion right now. And there's like, and then this just could be my dumbass like not wanting to learn. I don't fucking know. But like, sometimes I just like, I want to see what I like, what we like to put out and like a lot of it's video part stuff. Like I'm real stubborn with video parts because that is like where my passion is. And that's my love for like what we do. So it's like, I, that like, like I really believe like the BMX needs to like really own that part of it, which I think it does, but because that's what I want to see more of, you know what I mean? Video like parts. I want to, I want to see, yeah, I want to see kids that are coming up that like film video parts, you know, yes. it's like, that's what we do. We travel and we film video parts. Like, yeah. like it's a, it's an argument between like quality content in my, in my head to quick content. And they're both important in this day and age, but there's something about that quality content that does a lot more for me. And I think a lot of other people as well. I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, Let's role play. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be a kid who is good, but only posts Instagram clips. And you say video parts are important. And I say, well, bro, nobody's around me that can film. What do you say to that kid? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And then I grabbed a camera and started traveling with my friends and just started filming everything. Boom, like, there's your answer. I would, just, I would yeah. just be like, I would, I purchased a camera myself and then I would give it to my friends. I didn't naturally progress. Like now we have like Clemens is like an amazing filmer and he's you know, really good dude. Slept yeah, he's, Clemens. Yeah, he, so he worked at volume demo forever, you know? Yep. So we have that in our back pocket and, but like, you can like, that's like the hardest thing about, there's a lot. That's like where I'm stubborn, you know? Um, like, I don't want to be like on my phone. Like, I don't want to like be looking through stuff and then all of a sudden see someone's best clip. You know, yeah. like, I don't want to see that. I want to like, see that where someone put that time to like put into it, but that's just like the purest in me, you know, that's just like me being stubborn on like the art form of what we do. Yeah. Um, so that's like kind of what I mean by gatekeeping, you know, like I believe that like, like that is still a very big, important part of what we do. Um, and then we're going to see what pans out with, with technology and evolution, because that's just what's happening. You know, it's just a change yeah. of things. So I'm actually gratification versus delayed gratification. Like I'm sitting on clips right now for the next video. That's, you know, five years old at this point, but that almost makes it more special, you know, like just wait, 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 and then release, you know, it's it's like, yeah, it's special about that. Like we're editing Jason's new cult video right now, which should be coming out in a couple of weeks or a week. Like, and it's like a full, like eight minute part, you know, that he like, he traveled to like, 
fucking six different places like 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 literally the entire state like like continent of america we traveled and then like there's europe there's australia so it's like it's just things like that you know and yeah i don't know i don't know like where we kind of went with that but well just talking about instant versus delayed and the fact that like you work on a project for a long time but then while you're working on that project, you also like part of the job and being a like well-known writer, I think is like Dakota does a great job of it, of just like posting Instagram clips, but then like at you see his Instagram clips, but you also know that he's sitting on footage that's going to come out in this. Yeah. He is. He is great at that. Like, like, like I personally really struggle with that. Um, like I, I really struggle with the quick content because I just don't like it, you know, but then I also understand like, like, especially running a brand that is what pushes things. So, so I understand, but there is something about like a quality piece of like an art form that someone does that I think has a lot more weight than that analytics can, can kind of judge. Right. Stuff like that. And I'm a pretty big believer of that. I'm a big believer of, of still, even though there's all this noise here, it's okay to like hone in and do this one thing that like we've always done. Um, And I think Robbie's on the same page with Colt. Like I think he gets that and that's huge because some companies are just like, no, we don't even need to work on projects. Just put it out on Instagram and put the STEM promo out. No, no shade to anybody, but that's, yeah. You know, I'm trying to be expert marketers, but there's something about making something valuable for the, I guess the word core fits, but just something, something special that you put effort into. What do you, when you say you uh, have a hard time with like putting out Instagram clips, what do you mean? Like, I guess you just kind of answered it. I just just don't like it. I just don't like having to, it sounds so prima donna. That's what's hard about, but like when you're in the mentality of where you you do this kind of every day, there's something about like when you can't it, it's almost like you're doing something now for a purpose that wasn't why you would initially do something so that moment of at the park could it just it just in my head it ruins a lot of things um and there's a lot of moments i've had where we we don't film things which are like kind of for me that's like the other side of things you know like certain things like i, I like things are for me you know and that's a big thing uh in my life is is understanding and trying to appreciate those things so sometimes it's like an instagram clip is not going to come out because i'm just (laughs) it's a lot of energy for me to put it out there to just put it on a platform that's going to go away yeah um just scroll past and and then it's gone forever it's kind of wild how that shit works dude it, it is pretty wild like i'm sure everyone a lot of people listening to this um looked at instagram stories today tell me two of them you know, right, it's just yeah. in out with we're in out with our brains this day. But like, why are we so ingrained in our systems? Like the people we looked up to in the video parts, like in our heads with the songs playing. You know, yeah. So that's like that's just where I I I really try to I don't know I really believe in that. I need to get better at. I mean, posting on Instagram also doesn't matter. So like a lot like I just post yeah. all my old stuff just so something's on it because yeah also welcome to society that's how it works and it's never going to be the other other way so i'd say you're doing a plenty good job at running your social media man i I see you i see clips of you constantly whether it's uh through your sponsors or from your direct page but it's always a treat Um, 
<clears throat> and on that note of like projects, like there's things that will get remembered, like, you know, pull back or die, pull back or die. Right. Yeah. yeah. Your, the DVD that you guys worked on forever and premiered it at Swamp Fest like that. They're not going to actually never get, premiered like, it at oh, Swamp Fest. Wow. You didn't or did you? Did, no, it never came out. Yeah. Because, well, we never, uh, we, we, didn't get, we got no video premieres for that at all. We, we ended up just putting it out. Yeah. That's yeah. why. That's why this year we're doing a pretty big Magnetar premiere. It will be at a theater and everything. We'll like, uh, yes, there will be a proper. bunch of this. We'll have a jam. Um, yeah. So I'm copying that. Well, I'm not copying that. I'm doing the same thing for Mediocre to jam premiere in a theater. I think it's so important to have everybody like sitting down, booze available, but like to sit and focus and watch it is important. And then it gives you a chance to like, I don't know, play other shit, play like a local kid's video before your video and put people on and all that shit. But yeah, either way, what I was saying is just a, a memorable, it becomes memorable the more effort you put into it. Like, uh, yeah, full lengths, I think. Honestly, dude, like I, my attention span for watching just trick porn is uh, like slowing down like i think a you know a 30 minute video is a really good length but like an hour long video like i did with my last one is just like fuck that's so long especially if it's just trick 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 um that makes me think of in the fast and loose dvd the you had you guys had a good amount of eight millimeter or 16 millimeter b-roll i was curious about um what cameras you guys rocked with i mean it's just all eight i got a can i got a couple canon eight mils and stuff i actually I actually just got a 16 mil, so I'm going to be like kind of going up to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, we also had no idea what we're doing for that video, so that's why this next one's kind of special. We've because uh, you have a more of a plan, and uh, oh yeah, this this is all planned out now, and it's it's not like parts and stuff. It will be a little bit more of like a togetherness. So I, I love how it's all filmed by everybody. Like you guys are passing off the camera, like hey, film this line or whatever. Who would you say is the best filmer in the squad in the Fast and Loose? I mean, Josh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Duh. Okay. Besides the professional, literal, literal oh, okay. professional okay, filming. Okay. 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 Um, I can tell you the worst is just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, no. Tell me. <laughs> no, no. Jason's pretty good. Matt is good. Um, yeah. And I don't, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, like everyone could kind of, they could work their way around a camera for sure. Yeah. Especially uh, if you've like, been in front of the camera and you know what makes it clip good, you can at least try to make it good. And if you, you know, are a little shaky or whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah, absolutely. Part of the battle is just knowing what's good and how to film a specific trick. Like for each trick or for gaps, like there is an optimal angle that, you know, you learn over time. It's yeah. I I I like filming, dude. I fucking love filming. It's one of my favorite yeah, I love favorite filming. things. It's one of my biggest passions now, for sure. That's what's up. What camera did you buy? Uh is is this so when you said that um you bought yourself a camera, are we talking the same camera that you used for fast and loose or these are two different times? No, periods? I just I just bought a sixteen mil. You just bought a 16 camera. mil. No, earlier when I was talking about like, hey, I'm a kid and I want to make oh, a video. Oh, no, no, no. I, I just had an HMC 150 and then okay. now I have like a PX70. Nice. Um, it's like a Sony, little Sony cam. So Is uh, Fast and Loose filmed on that HMC 150? Oh, uh, PX70. PX70, dope. 
Yeah, when I get back into dude, I'm tired of filming VX and filming on tapes. <laughs> when I when I get back to filming HD BMX, I'm kind of excited to like refigure it out again. Um Heck yeah. When I was on when I was working for Sabrosa, it was a combo of I think a Panasonic HMC150 maybe or whatever some HD camcorder, but then also a Canon T3i with the Canon 8mm yeah. fisheye lens. This, the like standard and that shit looked good, man. I miss those days, but it's weird oh, yeah. because it's wide, especially for fisheye shit. Like having widescreen fisheye is different than, you know, a square aspect rate or four by three aspect ratio. Cause you can see more. So you have to do a lot more up and down, but you can like, you don't even have to move left to right. Cause the screen's so wide. And I don't yeah, know. Sure. I could talk about that shit all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So we got Magnetar coming out. Let's talk about, we talked about first person that you were starstruck by was Ruben. Um, we talked about how Fast and Loose started just kind of as an idea and through Backbone. I was going to ask you about the premiere of Pullback or Die, but it didn't happen. That sucks. Best film out of the crew, jo- shout out Josh Clemens. Your influence is growing up. Um, who's your favorite people to ride with currently? And who pushes you the most to get out of your comfort zone with riding i mean i think it's just our crew that we have honestly i mean matt chris jason josh uh i got my homie santi from europe's like one of my really good friends santi laverde um, no santi martinez no nah, he's uh the homie from switzerland met him at t1 back in the day nice. but uh just i don't know this all all the boys in australia are just an entire new level of uh, energy built um, different yeah built different but man i'm like down anyone that's on the deck that's stoked yeah yeah that's so. did you uh did you see tear the club up oh, i did i have not no i have not so i need to watch that oh, wait oh my god you just fucking got me <laughs> wait no i have wait 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 where did we watch it we watched it but i was super jet lagged and i fell asleep halfway through it <laughs> but I have to, oh my god sal's gonna fucking kill me but uh it's really good. I know it's really good. I just it's fell asleep. It's so good, man. The filming, the editing, and not to mention the riding. Those dudes go hard. Like the rail tricks out there. Oh, yeah. It seems like Australia is just a playground for BMX. Like every every spot just looks like, what the fuck? That's amazing. Yeah. Everyone's just real cool. Um, I think Jason Watts is probably my favorite Australian rider. Who's your favorite Australian rider outside of the circle you're in? Russell Brindley for sure. Russell Russell Brimley. I gotta look him up, dude. Yeah, Maybe man. I speak on him or something, but what is it? Uh, he's he's the man. He's all he's a part of the backbone. Uh, backbone dudes. Nice. Yeah. On man. that note, since that's somebody that this is a question I ask, but I want to like put me on to you know a couple maybe five riders if you can that I don't know about that I should know about. I mean, you obviously know Seamus, right? Seamus McKeon? Yeah. Yeah, love Seamus. Love his uh, writing. I don't know if I've met him, but we've talked on the internet. Seamus Don't know about. I mean, you know Little John, obviously. Yep. Mystical man, train hopping, fucking wild wildlife guy. Yeah, I just went on a trip with him in Delucky. It was fucking insane. Uh, yeah. Shout out Little John. Shout out Little John. Uh... I don't know, man. There's a lot of people. 
So we got Seamus, Lil John. Even though I know them, that's fine. Keep going. Three people you don't know. You know what I mean? Like just a young kid that okay. maybe right. you don't know. That, don't you don't know, know the homie, the homie Santi, and he's gonna have the sickest crash section in every video. <laughs> Santi Martinez. Yeah, he'll have the sickest crash section. Um, man, I'm blanking. There's so many Australian people that you don't know about that like fucking rip. Like Chris Goldring, you would never know. You'd never know of him. Never heard of him. What's his yeah, name? Yeah, exactly. Chris. What's his last name? Coltrane. Goldring. Gold. Spell it. Yeah, you, I don't know. <laughs> Goldring. No, don't. Follow no, don't, not his Instagram, but his last name. You know it. You just said it. I could. Fuck I didn't hear. Man. I don't even know. His, I don't know how to spell his last name. Say it again, then. <laughs> Say it slowly. What does it start? Gold train. I'm looking this up now. Now that I'm fucking, <laughs> I think he's. They all have. Everyone in Australia has like really funny names, though. Yeah, to all their stuff. All right, who else? I don't know, man. Chris Goldtrain is what I'm going to write down. Like, gold rig, gold rig, gold a rig, gold train. <laughs> gold oh, God. Okay, gold. <laughs> he's going to be like, "Why are you talking about it?" <laughs> <laughs> There's Hi, like Chris. there's like a thousand there's like a hundred Australians that you would never have heard of that is like the best people ever. It's crazy. Fuck yeah. Give me one more. Nah, I'm done. That's it. <laughs> he quits. <laughs> I'm not good. I'm not. It's not, I'm, I'm not conforming to your head. questions, bro. Pride. <laughs> uh, uh and we talked about their favorite filmer that you've worked with. Let's see. And tricks that you can't do that you wish you could. What is one that you can't do that you wish you could? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I just saw someone do a switch truck double down whip. So that'd be pretty crazy. I wonder what that feels like. Yeah, for real. <laughs> what the fuck does that feel like? Dude, there's, I don't know. there's some tricks that I don't even understand still to this day. Like the cash roll, it just looks so fucking weird. Like, turning and then front flipping and forward flip back flipping at the same time cash rolls look crazy yeah, yeah that's a whole um, nother discipline of riding where it's like what the fuck like are willie doing shit at the triple jumps where he's doing a body backflip did you see that clip of ryan williams i think so the one where you yeah his body backflips but the bike doesn't it's fucking amazing yeah it's crazy <clears throat> This is a silly one, but maybe somebody will get a kick out of it. Like, what's your frame geometry? What kind of setup do you have? Do you give a shit about that stuff? Or yeah, I mean, it's like I'm like 21, nine inch stand over, 74 five head tube, um, 13 seven to 14 one back end. That's it. And then uh, what kind of forks? Like, are you doing the nose, nose really 32. steep forks or the traditional? No, nah, 32s. 32s. Frankly, I don't know the numbers and what makes it steep and what doesn't, but there's like yeah, the, the trend of uh, making it a really poppy seed muffin type bike where it's like Johnny Rakis or like Grant C even rides one where the, the shortest, oh, Colin Varignac, like it's just like short back end and then steep fork. So everything is just like poppy. You don't even have to try to pull up to loop out. Yeah, um, for sure. So that's cool. I'm sure somebody cares about that. I don't. <laughs> just every. I've always just been like, give me, let's just ride the bike, and then 
there's some shit where people get so nitty gritty about the details of like, no, no, it's got to be like 0.25 inches longer on the back. And I'm like, just ride the fucking bike. Someone, someone made it through two hours of this to get their question finally. <laughs> 74.5. And they're going to be like, why the fuck would you ride that? Well, I think we're two hours deep on this right now. They're hyped. So, Hell yeah, brother. You're got welcome. The numbers. Uh, yeah. I wrote down here because you mentioned earlier that you were working three jobs at one point. What were those jobs? I was uh, a woodworker. Um, I worked at Costco. I worked at a bike shop, a BMX shop in Vancouver. I was doing DoorDash at the same time. I was a shop. Um, uh, I was a BMX race frame mill rider for a little bit, powder coater. Nice. Um, yeah, that was in BC. Kind of done a lot of stuff. Fuck yeah. Uh, I was just doing, I was doing everything possible to do it. It was just to just to get shit done and this so. is like around the time where you moved out and you were making it making it work living with your sister yeah that's dope. yeah for sure we, we raced we raced for a long time but i was i was working at a the it was a company called yes a race frame company i worked there for a long time so sick what'd you do at the frame oh you were powder coating my bad I, I, yeah I like we kind of helped with i did a bunch of the mill riding on like the headsets and the bottom brackets and stuff just really easy stuff so what does that mean mill riding like cutting all the tubing for welding Oh, okay, I got you. I'm yeah. not good with my hands. I don't know this type of stuff. Okay, maybe uh, that could be the wrong word too, and someone's gonna be like, "You're an idiot." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I sure am." <laughs> yeah, so. uh, and then I also wrote down earlier we were talking about health and taking care of yourself. Um, what diet? What what food are you eating? I, that's something I oh, genuinely uh, want to know. Like, I, I'm curious. Pescatarian. I don't really eat meat. Um, I'm allergic to cheese, chocolate, and processed meat. Pretty fascinating. Uh, so yeah, I don't it's know. It's like, like good for you to be allergic to that shit because then you stay away from it. You know, processed meat. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, good. for sure. I mean, like, I just I try to. I can't eat shit anymore except for at night, apparently. But I can't eat shit unless uh, I feel really bad after. So I just like eat a bunch of vegetables and nice. Protein. Fuck yeah, that's the move. Meat and veggies. Or not meat, but protein and veggies. Fish and veggies, dude. I had a bomb-ass salmon earlier with some cauliflower and just a little bit of white rice, man. It was fire. Heck yeah. All right, Corey, should we move on to our uh, fan-submitted questions? Sure. Two hours and eight minutes in. Let's do this. Are we? No, we started at 6.30. We're an hour and a half in. Uh, I'm in the future an hour. Are you? Yeah, it's yeah, 908. So it's, it's 908. All right, cool. I'll let yeah, you... Yeah. We'll we'll get out of here after these... No, we're just... Right what's, what's internet? Let's do this. Um, actually, before we get into the Instagram questions, we will do the uh, necessary Mount Rushmore. Corey Walsh's Mount Rushmore of BMX riders. There's four heads on Mount Rushmore. Pick four riders that are the all-time greats. Uh, and it's just your opinion. Uh, it's not objective. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, Jay Muron, uh, Paul Buchanan. Um, fuck. I want to say Joe and Ruben, but there's like seven. But I didn't even miss. I didn't even get Aiken in there. Okay. Fucking. Let's do Joe and Aiken. Sorry, Ruben. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ruben. I don't know. I'm tired. I worked all day. Here That's we are. That's good. That's plenty good. All right, Instagram questions, baby. Thanks for doing this, by the way. This has been yeah, fun. Yeah, of course. Thanks for chatting. It's fun to talk about bikes for a little bit. We've yeah. been uh, pretty I'm excited busy. to hear about uh, 
Or I'm excited to see Magnetar. How far are you guys into the process of that? You're editing now? Is it ready? We're to go? Uh, handling a couple other things before we fully, but Josh already has it laid out. And yeah, so I think it'll be pretty special. I'm pretty excited. That's dope. Okay. Yeah. Hard copy BMX archive says, when's the next DVD part? I would imagine that's Magnetar and that's, yeah, that's it. coming. Yeah, it's coming out on DVD. Everyone's going to be pissed. <laughs> Got to so, pull my Xbox off the shelf and set it up. I don't even have a DVD player, but Me we're going to be selling DVD players. So <laughs> DVD <laughs> players come for free with the DVD when you buy it. <clears throat> yeah. um, what was I about to say? I, uh, Oh, I do want to talk to you about digital downloads. I, you were talking about that for the last video that you did, and maybe yeah, there will be a digital the, download off the record. But like, I need I need some coaching on what to do for creating a digital download since I know you just figured it out a year. Yeah, or two I mean, ago. yeah, we'll be doing that as well with our video. So, so we'll just I'll reach out obviously just to get it up out there for people. I don't know. We haven't really decided the route we're going to go with it. Who knows? Maybe maybe we'll do something fully. Just give it out. Yeah, that'd Probably be nice. Not, but... Just free. Put it on YouTube. But I, yeah. I, there's something cool and special about like if you pay, you know, five bucks for a video, you're gonna sit and watch it with all of your attention. But if it's free on YouTube, you'll just turn it on, and then if anything bores yeah. you, you're like, "Fuck this," and put it away. So there's something about like getting skin in the game, which is cool. Still, big believer in the quality. So here we are. Um, another thing that just popped in my head. I was trying to remember where we first met. And I think it was on the cult AZ trip and you were, yeah. you were editing pullback or the DVD. I'm sorry. I keep fucking up the name, but you were, you were actually like, I was interviewing Vish in one room and then you were out in the other room working on the titles for the video, like yeah. scribbling them out and then inverting them and putting all that shit together. It was cool to, it was cool to see behind this. You low key. I was a little intimidated. I was like, Oh my God, that's Corey Walsh, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Should not be. Yeah, that's how it goes, man. Cool, right. That AZ is the best. Well, until summertime, and then it is no longer the best. All right, shout out to sustainable underscore biking. Ask him if he has any good memories riding Genoa Bay dirt jumps back on the island back on the back in the day. Genoa? Genoa. <laughs> Genoa. Genoa. G-E-N-O-A. Bay. Where is it? Genoa Bank Bay dirt jumps back. Dirt jumps on the island back in the day. We're going to skip it because that doesn't ring any bells. <laughs> <laughs> Someone now hates me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the question, Sustainable Biking. Logan Shred says, what, what is one place or spot Corey would like to ride but has not yet? Uh, there's like a hundred in Poland. I just found this other spot in Italy that these dudes skated. Uh, God, that is an endless question. Grand Cayman Islands, uh, SMP, China, every single spot in Japan. Um, Boom. Europe is just like crazy. It's like everywhere you corner you go now, there's just, there's like everyone's filming parts right now on like a, a lot in the skate world on all this stuff that no one's seen before. It's crazy. That's so um, sick. Yeah, Europe's built. Yeah, that's it. like. Yeah, that's like there's like three DIY spots I'm trying to build here. I can't wait to ride those. Um, yeah, there's a lot. So that's a good answer. All right. He hit a nerve. I got excited. Spot. Yeah. All right. Sasito uh, says tips for upcoming riders. Just one tip for an upcoming rider. Have fun. That's a damn good tip, Corey. Damn good tip. Yeah. Get off your phone. That's smart. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is a cool Instagram name. Dead and erect says, oh, always in solid band tees. What's your top five so I can binge? Also come to Perth already. X. I think that's. Awesome. I just I've been I've been on a crazy band kick lately with buying T-shirts. It's like I got a problem. Yeah. I am. Um, I I also am genuinely curious. Hit me with some bands that I can look into. Um, I mean, like, there's also a difference between shirts and the bands I like. But uh, I've been like into a bunch of really rad like queer punk lately. So okay. like, Limp Wrist is one of my favorite bands. They're just like a. They're kind of like a. They call it homocore actually. Homocore. Yeah, you. they're just like a. They're all gay in it, and it's all about the suppression of that. But he's a uh, the lead singer of that George. Um, was in a band called Los Casitos, which is like a band from Mexico. That's like fucking the sickest punk shit ever. Um, so both of those two bands, uh, I'd love any of that merch. Um, there's a bolt thrower stuff is like, I really like the art from that. Um, and I love that music still. Um, yeah, I love power trip shit just because I fucking love power trip. Um, I've heard of power trip. I haven't heard of yeah. the other ones, but I've heard of Patrick. Rest in rest in peace, Riley Gate, man. Yeah, that dude was fucking. That band was the sickest. And um, I mean, I love Priest stuff just because I'm a Halford fan. Like, I just he's the sickest. You know, we all grow up on Priest. Shouts to Priest. We might be shouting out Priest again, but uh, we'll see. And then, uh, yeah, there's so many bands out there right now that I'm listening to. That's like, it's kind of like a constant cycle. But what if I was uh? A rookie to punk what would be the band that you introduced me to to ease well, me depends on what you want to, oh, okay all right also like my entire phone like phone library is basically just lj screenshotting me well sending me music every day nice <laughs> so it's like like i was like we, i was hanging out with them the other day and i looked at it and i was like god damn it this is all your fucking music isn't it <laughs> i was like yeah i'm just like chameleon to fucking lj um I'm gonna look at my phone though. There's a bunch of stuff. There's so much, man. My There's like I also LJ. I, Little John. Oh, my bad. Okay, got you. Yeah, yeah hit me. Hit me with a band. Uh, hit me with hit you with a band? Yeah, a band. Los Crocitos. I think Los that's how you say it. Crocitos. I'm gonna fucking C-R-U-D-O-S. If I'm saying that wrong, I am so sorry. C-R-U-D-O-S. Cool. Rip um look up limp wrist limp wrist wrist yeah i'm gonna look up limp wrist <clears throat> cool. and, uh, there's so much man it's kind of endless dope because there's like this new hardcore shit that's coming out now too and stuff there's like so many fucking bands hell yeah is that the only genre that you listen to do you listen to any other genres or are you pretty no i listen to i've been super into like folk and like a little bit of like older country now kind of I've been listening to a ton of that. I love, I love like post hardcore music. So like explosions in the sky and Sigros and like Godspeed Black Emperor. Those are stuff like that. I'm like, I'm super into indie shit too. Sad boy stuff. I'll listen to emo. It kind of like I go through like cycles of like whatever mood I'm in. Post it's like my 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 Spotify is fucking all over the place from everything you can think of. Yeah, and it's like I'll have songs pop on like that, like will come on in front of everyone, and I'll be like, "Oh, turn that off," you know, like it's just <laughs> like some for me. So yeah. that like comes from my life. So yeah, I'm like guys, 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 I was <laughs> you didn't hear that, all right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Chardmander, I know Chardmander. Um, what is your favorite Canadian snack food or candy? Mine are cheesies and coffee crisps. 
That's an interesting Canadian question. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, ketchup chips. Ketchup my mom chips. just came and visited. Yeah, my mom just came and visited and brought me some. Nice. Uh, honey that's Cruller's cool. rip. Uh, Tim Hortons donut. It's a honey cruller. Uh, Canada. Maple syrup is like my favorite thing. Like, it's so fucking Canadian to say, but I love maple syrup. Maple syrup is um, bomb, man. Yeah, but yeah. I'll say sushi too because Vancouver's got the best, some of the best sushi ever. So I, I know that. that's like yeah. very not our culture, you know, but it's fucking I fuck with sushi. Straight from the straight from the source. <clears throat> yeah. Uh Fal Falhairo says, What is your ideal partner? And have you had a partner? I think he's interested. <laughs> what's, your, what's, what's your type, Corey? Uh, I don't are you, know. Are you single? You got a you got a boyfriend? No, I'm uh I'm single, but uh I I don't know. I don't really have a type, so I kind of just I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's <a laughs> what do you get? What, I, what I don't know. I, like what I'm working on you the most when you when if you find yourself attracted to somebody, what do you think is like? What do you find most attractive? Is it looks or is it personality? Or we're getting we're getting deep on this podcast. No, just like I'm I'm a big vibe person, so like empathy is a big thing for me, and just like like kindness. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. That's huge. What's that called when you're attracted to uh, the brain? There's like they came up with a term for it. Pan. Uh, no, that's that's uh, multiple partners. It's a demi. No, Uh, it might be demisexual. It might be demisexual. That sounds right. That's All it. Yeah, terms, like I'm it. trying to keep up, you know. Emotional, so right, yeah, just attracted to the to the brain. Um, yeah. Chandler Golden asks, "How is he doing mentally after the big fall at Swamp Fest? He was there in person, so obviously he saw it. But uh, we covered that. You're doing you're doing good. <clears throat> yeah. Laura AVB says, "Who is your favorite cousin? I'm guessing she's your cousin, <laughs> Laura. Yeah, that's my cousin. That's sick." Hi Laura. <laughs> Hi Laura. No way she's making she's making it through this to see, hear that. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how I think about every single episode. I'm like, there's no way people are actually listening to this. Uh, my sister's name is Laura too. Fun fact. Oh, All right. Um, Joe like the coffee says, "How you so sick?" All right. Die. <clears throat> uh, diary- I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which- <laughs> I'm I'm reading it and then I'm like I'm just gonna skip that I'll skip the I'll I'll pre-read them from now on let's see this this is a dumb one uh die real Lejean Schemmel Jesus Christ uh is slow and tight okay what's your thoughts on jib writing jib writing it's sick it's sick I fucking I shout it yeah Rip, uh, I fucking I got a I got a soft spot for everyone that coming up with some slogans it's pretty sick it's cool. Yeah. What do you, who's a, who's a rider that rides the complete opposite of you, like low and slow and on ledges? Um, who do you, who do you like right now? If you, I mean, Felix is one of my favorite bike riders ever. So for real, dude, That's Felix cool. is unbelievable. All right. Yeah. Let's see. Full metal neck, uh, says favorite piece of transition in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Vancouver Hastings, it still counts. Pacific Northwest, <laughs> sick. Hastings, yeah, forever, my favorite oh. place in the world. And then this one, I don't know what it means, but you might. He says body body jar question mark. Yeah, it's like when you purposely case the core pipe. Oh. When you don't have any tricks, so you just go and try to case everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you slam your back wheel coming in. That's a body jar. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah. I'm learning, learning new transition terminology. Hell yeah, that's sick. Uh, Ace27 says, thoughts on plastic pedals and would you run pegs to not four? Um, no, I'm just like, whenever I ride pegs, I only ride pegs. So I'll probably be pegos forever. And uh, I will never run plastic pedals because I just like metals. Yeah. It's, They're just, I, I like it's really a big totally different dogs. feeling. Um, Hell yeah. Mitchell M. Chatty says, do you miss Galt Wood days as much as I do? Yeah. <laughs> that's the shouts to Mitch, dude. That was like one of the homies I worked at uh, the woodworking shop back home nice. after race day. I worked there for like four years on and off. It was pretty fun. Boom. Alejandro, uh, Alejandro uh, Corral. When will there be a new full length DVD this year? To, and then he came up with names. It's called Magnetar. Uh, but he says too fast, too loose or faster and looser. Ha ha. And then this emoji. So that's a good one. Um, Duncan Nichols says, Corey, what are your top three favorite bands? We covered that. Ditch Matt says, favorite non-alcoholic beverage. I like this one. What's your favorite non-alcoholic That's, beverage? Okay, okay. Uh, I think it's, um, uh, what is it? It's in Vancouver. It's Red Truck. They do like a Pilsner and an IPA. It's fucking amazing. Um, he, okay, I'm going to nerd out for a second. Heaps Normal, though, uh, in Australia. That's a really good one. And then Dale's Pale Ale, uh, the ones in the brewery in Longmont here. Yeah. They have a good one that just came out um i'm a huge advocate for uh athletic brewing fucking love those athletic They're brewing. Sick. okay yeah they, they make a they make like a pilsner they make like everything but those are pretty good yeah that's interesting yeah. So you, you fuck with drinking uh na beers <laughs> yeah that's it's cool. pretty ridiculous yeah, I, I love non-alcoholic beer that's it i mean if you like it you like it i think i'd, I'd like the taste of beer but i'm not doing it because of uh i was fat a couple of years ago and then i cut out beer and i was like i don't want to fucking because like it's just like drinking bread and i would imagine even if you take the alcohol out it's still hella calories and yeah. shit but it's not i mean like bad. but you're not gonna like but like you'll take a you'll drink a 24 pack of modellas you know what i mean like if you start feeling good but yeah if uh it will 24 is obviously a lot but, but you're only gonna drink one or two na like, beers and you're I've definitely drank 20 uh, no alcohol. <laughs> You're kind of just high off of like the sugar. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, let's see. Jed Campbell, thoughts on Australia and its BMX scene. We covered that, Jed. Fuck yeah. Yeah, you guys Australia's are sick. The See, best. You See you soon. Uh, Kyle Van Dillen says, thank you in all caps for building all these crazy DIY quarter gems in Canada, Georgetown DIY, et cetera. That's a nice, nice message. It says thank you. Yeah. Um, let's see. Aaron falls a lot. Did you really try to double the Vancouver Washington pipe? Double? <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> no. I tried to do it once and it fell. The answer is no. You did not try to double. The answer is no, Aaron. That's a pretty yeah. cool rumor. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oop, urban <laughs> legends spread, dude. <laughs> yeah, Corey Walls tried oh. to go around this thing twice. <clears throat> Dude, the, the ones that swap fast were hilarious, man. I, there was a rumor I lost my eye. There were so many rumors going around. It was crazy. I was like, whoa, this is weird. <laughs> it's like, I've never heard this before. People love talking about people, man. All right, mm-hmm. Jay Doog says, hey, Corey, tables, turndowns, moto whips, one for the rest of your life. Which one? Oh, that's like fuck, Mary kill. Tables, turndowns, or moto whips? Moto, moto whips. whips. Nice. Moto whips. What's the best feeling error trick that you do? 
moto whips moto or whips. just like just like airing something and kind of just i just like kicking bikes out yeah yeah dude kicking out so the cool field good. that's i'm so fucking jealous of the, the shit that you can do on a bike like if i could just jump into your body for one day and fucking ride like you do that would be that would be a treat yeah, excuse me. Ed Ed Hewitt or Ed Huet, are you coming to Narbecue at Baboons trying to see you ride that pool? Yeah, I think yeah, for sure. We're trying to get out there. Um nice. yeah, I want to go support Boone for sure. That'd be sick. Where the fuck is Fabby? Says when coming to Sweden. Uh hopefully this year. I'll nice. let you know. Loud and low says no questions, just a whole lot of respect and a salute emoji. So that's cool. Cheers. Juan Williamson's. This is a good one. How do you overcome demons, aka mental blocks, when you're riding? Ooh, hi Juan. He's a uh, homie from Vancouver. So, um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of it is just like a lot of work. Um, I don't know. Like when it comes to riding, just certain things are gonna like you're gonna want to do over certain things. I don't know. It's just like a a thing over time that I've just scare yourself i don't know you just get used to it i guess yeah there's like a a moment when you're about to do something scary where you have to like either turn it off or turn it off and go or keep overthinking and then stop yourself from doing it is it has there been a bunch has there been times where i'm sure there has been where you're like setting up to do something and then the vibe's not right and you're just like nah and you call it yeah off. i mean i mean yeah i just i had one in barcelona and chad it was actually with chadwick and he was filming which was pretty funny because i had never really filmed with him before and i was like oh you're getting to see the whole fucking package right now <laughs> it's like like because i was like i think i tried something for four hours and but it was like a mental try something um i don't really do that to myself this these days very much i'm trying to kind of stay away from that um of being very confident on everything I do. Um, but that was like, it just a rare one where I knew something was possible. Um, but sometimes your brain just like wants to yell at you yeah. and, uh, you just got to push through it. I'd like, uh, I try not to stress myself out too much on that shit anymore. Nice. Just, uh, and just do things kind of more for like how I would do them instead of doing them for like the ego of what it is, you know? I think that's smart. <clears throat> All right. We're almost through them. Uh, Butterleg says, any wild stories from camping at skate parks? Yeah, dude, I wanted to talk about your van life and uh, all that, but we'll we'll get to that next time you come on someday. But Stay any up. wild stories from camping at skate parks? We did tell that one no, story. Not, no, not too many. I mean, like, we've been in the bowl and kids have, like, thrown beer bottles and shit, but, like, we haven't, not that too much. Um, not that too much. Wow, I'm getting tired. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it's just we've been pretty safe we, we we also are all in our vans like we kind of have like it's like the bougie-ness of traveling yeah um glamping but uh <laughs> i mean i mean we definitely we we slept once in uh portugal and like a random parking lot and woke up at the lowest part of the parking lot and it was pouring rain and we were at the we had a tent inside the tent and the other tent was flooded but our tent was dry but we were like floating whoa shout out, yeah shout out to dustin orem that was that trip the, Fuck yeah! Shout favorite, out to Dustin Orham. I love that guy. His favorite, his favorite quote was uh, "Outsketch the sketch on that trip." So <laughs> outsketch the sketch. <laughs> outsketch the sketch. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine waking up and then you're like, "Wait, did I sleep on a waterbed?" And you're just floating. That's got to feel weird. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. All right, Butterlegs. Are there any spots, ramps, bowls that aren't around anymore that you wish you got to ride when they were? That's an interesting. Apparently, one. Grand Cayman Islands are. Uh, that Grand Canary Park is gone this month. I'm pretty sure. Apparently, um, 
and that's like one of the OG Grindline parks, which is pretty crazy that they would even get rid of that. But you know, just that's like a tourist area, so I think they're putting condos in. Yeah. Um, condos make I mean, more money than a uh, skate park. Yeah, there's there's a, a bunch of spots. There's the that one mall with those white vert walls all over it. I forget where it was. Um, I think there was one in California and in Florida, or I might, or it was in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. But um, a lot of people rode that one. That would be sick. Um, I would give anything to ride T1 again. Um, but that was like the beauty of what it was, you know. Maybe yeah. it is a beautiful thing that you don't get to ride it anymore. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of spots. There's a the the amount of pools that are gone that like could get a session in. That's like the biggest thing because those are always like a full cycle. Right. Of, yeah. Love everything you do. So, yeah, I don't know. There's so many spots, like so many pools, but. Yeah. I'm trying to think of mine. Like, I wish I could ride Brooklyn Banks. I think they're back open again. Yeah, Tony like put a bunch of money into it, and they're opening as like a city thing. Fuck yeah, that's dope. And yeah. uh, I wish I could ride Deck Park at in the '90s when it was all fresh and all the ledges were not destroyed like they are now. I think there's like yeah. talks of destroying Deck Park. You've been to Arizona. This is my question yeah. from at Bobby Canode. Um, what's your favorite spot in Arizona? I didn't really submit a question for the record. I just want to know. There, there was a pool, um, this one pool with this diving board that was fucked. Shout out to Court and all the skaters out there. Um, they, they're like these dudes, the pool dudes out there. And there was one pool they gave us, and it was one of the best pools I've ever been. I don't oh, have yeah. a name for it of anything, but don't worry about it. It's a cool was- Arizona pool. Yeah. I mean, there, there's the full pipe in Arizona too, that the homies like Zach and yeah, uh, Zach, and Pat and Joe and Brad and all those dudes, they brought us out there. There's a, they have a permission pipe, which is insane. That is insane. Uh, yeah. Like a full, like, I think it's like 28, maybe it's 32. I don't know, but it's a big pipe. No, nah, it's yep. probably 28. And um, I know which one you're talking about. I've never been there. But- yeah. But it's a permission pipe. The grounds like Zach did some crazy shit and now it's a permission pipe zach has a knows the that's the amazing tank. shout out zach dude i just bumped yeah. into him the other day not too long ago he's he's the man. hell yeah dude what i would give to see him trying to carve a stair right now yeah <laughs> there's a bike rider you've never heard of there's one zach yep. zach my man zach yeah. uh harrison fuller says what's your all-time favorite bowl and why Hastings forever and it's just because it's my home skate park and it's mellow as fuck and I haven't ridden anything in the world like it um Spectrum that was like one of the first parks I think Spectrum poured and the radiuses are crazy I think they're eight foot and they must have like a it's got to be like a nine eight or a ten foot radius transition I want to actually go measure the transitions on them because I want to see but like you got to make templates for that which is pretty crazy but it is the mellowest mellowest thing I've ever ridden huh it's but it still allows you to fucking just yank. So Bro, just hearing you talk about like radius, I've never even heard anybody talk about that. Like that's, that's oh yeah, cool. I mean, you're, you're a transition like guy, the, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's like the well, like we build stuff with Jason and stuff too, you know, yeah. lots. So you know your geometry, Whoa. circumference, we're, diameter, radius, and we're, nerd, uh, we're nerds with it. So yeah, that's what's up. You, if fucking if you care about something, get nerdy about it. Uh, yeah. Tom Russell BMX. Who's faster, Corey or Chris Fox on a racetrack? Chris. He was just squatting two points in the gym the other day, so Chris is faster. <laughs> He's got the juice. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty Chris, dude. He's fucking ripped. Jason Sun, or Jason Jason says, do you have a boyfriend? Nope. He's single. No. <clears throat> uh, we kind of, t- we talked about this. Archie, 
my 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 main man Archie Kenward from the UK. He's a editor for this podcast. He says favorite spots, which you've kind of listed a couple, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's like the UK one of the that drainage ditch in the UK that that crazy thing that Sebastian broke the coping out and did that table on is like nuts. Um, there's so many. I wrote a water slide in uh back home once in in Kitchener that was insane. There's the Australia double shotgun pipe to the vert wall. That thing's fucked. Uh, there's so many spots. It's yeah, so endless. Some gnarly shit, dude. Yeah, it's, it's kind like... of like a, it's cool, but then it's kind of like at the same time, though, it's like, I don't know. It's <laughs> funny because you get like excited about these things and then you don't get excited. Like, that's why I always build DIY shit because it's like it really gets me excited. So, yeah. Hell yeah. All right, let's see. Jack Rayner BMX says, how do you get over the fear of hitting something fast or how to air out of pool coping? Just That's work at it. Two different things, I think. But... I mean, pool coping is just like, yeah, no, it's speed because you just got to start hitting it and just hit it harder. I mean, like, I remember being young and just like going for it and then finally just being like, I remember I'd be like, yeah, like going. So yeah. what would you, just... if you could give me a tutorial on how to air out in a minute or less, what would you, what are like the key things? Uh, how do you air out a quarter? When you're fucking, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Dugan has a tutorial on YouTube. But I don't know. You lean back, so you lean back. You're, I'll use Josh's Trader Joe's name tag to. Okay. You lean back off the quarter, and then your front wheel hits, and then your back wheel hits, and then you expand your legs. Expand and then your you legs. Pull, push, push your legs you, out. So you no, no. Yeah, you push your legs out and then you fucking <laughs> jump. I don't know. It's such a feeling thing. Like I know you can't do a tutorial on how to do it, but just watch Dovey ride and that is how you air a quarter pipe. Yep. Dude, um just Dovey cool. is fucking incredible. Freak. <laughs> he's a he's a freak. Um he's, every time he put, like airs a quarter pipe, I we always say that. Freak. It's just like the <laughs> pop. His pop and his pub is just so ridiculous. Like, Unbelievable. It's like, he's just a scrawny dude, too, you know? He's like, well, not, you know, but he's just yeah. a young kid. But he's, like, mastered the, like, motion of going up and, like, being at, at the actual, like, physics to compress. Yes. Fucked yeah. up. It's super fucked. It's unbelievable, man. Yeah. I, I, like... I go up a quarter pipe and then I kind of fucking bunny hop and that's not how you do it. Like there's no bunny hopping when you air out a quarter. It's just like using the transition. And I know that, but when I go to do it and my muscle memory kicks in, I'm just like, Yeet! and then I'm, I'm either landing flat or not making it over the coping, whatever. Okay. Marshall Smith feeble says, uh, these are all uh, favorite bowl pool and or park Canadians must check out in Canada. That's, I guess, let's answer that for the Canadians. What do you think is something that any Canadian rider has to go to? Um, Hastings, uh, Parkgate, Squamish, Kirkstone, um, uh, Millennial Skate Park, Calgary, uh, Vanderhoof, Toronto. Um, oh, there's that one in Saskatchewan I haven't ridden that I don't know the name of that looks sick. I think Spectrum built it. Um, oh, what else is there? There's a lot of skate parks everywhere. I don't know. That's a plenty, <laughs> plenty good answer. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Sealand uh, for sure. Uh, Papa4130. Tell us about so, when yeah. you were sponsored by Diesel Jeans. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, shout out to freaking Joe and his son Malachi. They're uh, I grew up with them forever. I've known Malachi since I was six. Uh, since he was six, I think he's like twenty now. Um, but Joe, yeah, I used to ride for Diesel Jeans. Diesel <laughs> Jeans. <laughs> cool. It was like a race thing, and they they gave me some packages. It was like they tried to do like this urban brand, and uh, I don't know why, but it was at this like there was this Red Bull Revolution contest, and I met them there. They sponsored it. It was in Germany. It was this race freestyle cross thing, and then uh, yeah, they sent me a package, and it was pretty crazy though because the tags on the jeans they were seven hundred dollars. Holy shit! <laughs> they were like. <laughs> They were like the most hideous things you'd ever see. Like they were like, like piss green with yellow inside. So when you rolled up the bottom, you're like just some European fucking (laughs) diesel. So yeah, diesel. Uh, Does this guy happen to own a bike shop? This Papa Forty One Thirty. Yeah, he owns uh, Milltown. Shouts (laughs) to Milltown Cycle in uh, in Milton, Ontario. Joe, Joe is. Well, let me ask the question first. Papa says, "What's your favorite bike shop in Milton, Ontario?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how, did, how did I know he owned a bike shop? <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Colton Klein, a homie from Tucson, also asks if you're single. He's asking for my brother. That's funny. We've we've covered it. He's he's we available. Do. This he's is where the internet was. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's emotionally available. <laughs> uh shit let's see bmx rad dad 420 just wanted to say that he absolutely blew my mind at the ain't dead yet jam at four seasons heck yeah shouts to lj again shouts to milwaukee shouts to four season fuck yeah that shit was fun as fuck dude this i'm seeing a pattern here luis adrian batista says does he have a boyfriend with a heart emoji god damn navajo marky mark says how he air so high you go fast you pull back or die that's that's the answer right how sure. you like do you have a genuine answer for that how do you air so yeah, it's, it's just pump it's just pump you just got to figure out the leaning back motion off the quarter pipe to be able to pop off of it that's literally all it is Boom. loop pop uh what would you have to what would have to be one thing you enjoy doing off the bike by bent fucking spokes that's his Instagram name. What would have to be one? What is one thing is you ben? enjoy doing off the bike? Pretty sure that's Ben. Might not be. Ben fucking spokes. No, I know Ben spokes. Okay, Ben spokes. Um, uh, I do a, a lot of things. Like I'm super into shows. Um, I love being with friends. I love riding like just normal bikes. It's been like a really good transition. Yeah. Um, I I actually like really enjoy going out. Um like partying with friends and stuff but without partying it's pretty funny yeah that's what's up i love love being around like like like-minded people um traveling for me is like a really big thing i like photography videography just nice what are you shooting photos uh i just have like a little point shoot but uh that's all you need yeah that's just so i can remember as we travel you know it like sparks a little memory yeah is it digital uh, or film it's film it's a little for 35 hell yeah um yeah, there's so many things. I try to keep myself like very like motivated in a bunch of different things because BMX is in everything, you know. Yeah, so that's smart. Yeah. I respect yeah. the shit out of that. Uh let's see. Keaton662 says, When did he find the love for flying as high as humanly possible on a bike? Uh six. <laughs> when I was six years old. That's I guess. I don't that's know. Fine. Trey Jones says, please tell the story about how you saved my life, please. 
<clears throat> we got that, Trey. Love you, Trey. Uh, Seth Varga, are you going to jump that red thing that Andrew Gabo was writing recently? Seth Varga says that. Are you going to jump that red thing that Andrew Gobo or Gabo was writing recently? It's um, that I, it's like the Grand, uh, it's not Grand Canary. It's like, uh, what is it? Um, the BSD dudes went there. Like Chris Kyle went there. It's that spot. I know that spot he's talking about. And I don't think Gobo has been there recently. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, sure. I was going to say, let's, yeah. let's go with that. Oh, I like those I think lines. It's funny. Uh, Tabe Lords, Tabe Lords says, "Who has the best tables in the game?" I love that question. Ooh, there was one person that I would always say that I will not say anymore, but um, on the other side, fuck, I love like Matt's tables are so good. Um, Matt and uh, Gary Young, Classic. forever Gary Young fan, obviously Gaza. Um, yeah. I don't know. You know who I like uh, is uh, Brett Silva's because he's doing them, oh, he's good. doing them not in. Tra- I guess he could in transition, but the way he's doing them, like oh no, Brett's the sickest. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying Cardo. Fucking bam to tuck. <clears throat> anyway, but yeah, Matt, Matt and Gary. That's a good answer. No, nah, Matt wins though. Sorry, Gary. <clears throat> uh, let's see. James VDK, favorite memory from the 1910 house. <laughs> That's like our old BMX house we had back in Vancouver. But I put I put James through the fucking ringer at that house because I was an ADHD kid who couldn't handle myself. That was uh, partying a lot. Uh-huh. And I was like funny at the time. Favorite memory. Uh, oh, there's so many. There's so many. I like I walked in once and I saw my two friends uh my two roommates at the time nick and alex and they were playing it was like winter and you kind of lose it in vancouver like in the winter and they were playing rock paper scissors shots like tequila (laughs) and uh that whole night was just a shit show um i remember alex joe like would continuously leave uh he's just another roommate i have would leave pizzas in the oven and forget about them I um, burn them to a crisp. Yeah, and then, <laughs> but there was like there was like the the homie Owen Dawson the one night like did this crazy double kink rail on the inside of it and was like all bloody from it. I think that's what he was bloody from. But then he slept on the couch like we partied and just slept on the couch bloody as fuck. Uh, there's that's some BMX good shit, dude. I love. Oh it. yeah, there's yeah. like we had like a we we had a an adventure one night with like and we had a neighborhood bear. It was pretty sick. We tried to we tried to drain three doors down their pool while they were renovating the house. It was our neighbor. We tried to drain his pool. Can we at 4 go back to neighborhood bear real quick? L- a little <laughs> yeah. bear. Yeah, we had a homie that would come up. We, we had, had a, a neighborhood so bear. Get the fuck out of that's here. That's very yeah. That's very common <laughs> in Vancouver. Uh, no, we had a we had a couple beer, bears. We went on me and the homie Jordan Sudi went on an adventure one night and we ran into a bear. And it was a, a pretty fun adventure. So <laughs> that is wild, man. I would I never that, want to run have, into a bear. I have endless stories about that house. So yeah, say uh, I apologize to James. So <laughs> sorry, James, for, for whatever. It is partner at the time because she I just, was fucking didn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> 
that just makes me realize how important it, or not important, but like how val- I'm so glad that I got to live in a BMX house. Like for eight years, I was in Drew's house and then a house in Tempe and it was like the hub. All the riders came and crashed there. It's the shit. Like if you yeah, get the chance everyone's- to live with some in a BMX house, do it. You had how many? We we had 10 people living in that house at one point, And I had the homie Darcy shouts to Darcy. Uh, he was living in my room with me nice. and he was like renting like the spore for like 200 bucks. Yep. There was a point when I was in Mexico for a pro cup and uh, there, <laughs> our landlord had one rule. It was no dogs. Um, and then my buddy, uh, my, one of my like best friends is Spencer. He showed up with uh, his RV and his dog but we didn't tell the landlord that he was living there. And then I had two other people in the house that the landlord didn't know. And he showed up the one day and fucking lost it. So of course, dude. <laughs> you're a landlord's worst nightmare at BMX house. Man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that whole house is black mold though. So yeah. You fucking fuck it. Jersey Mike yeah. says, when are you good to ride again? And I'm curious about that too. Pretty soon. I think in a couple of weeks, well, a couple of weeks I got, we'll see. Um, I'm feeling really good. I'm just like, uh, I gotta be careful with my neck. I'm I get, uh, like the, I've been riding my Fairdale a lot. Um, so I'm just trying to get back into this thing. So hopefully we'll, we'll see a couple, couple of weeks. Yeah. I'd say don't rush it. You know, you got the whole rest of your life. Yeah. I'm, I'm like very, I'm pretty smart with my body. So we'll That's see how it goes. Up. All right. Let's see how much. Okay. We're almost there. <laughs> so we got a lot of fans asking Sprouter. Will there ever be a Hango Corey Hastings edit? Hango slash Corey oh Hastings edit. Never will because you can't film Hango, which is the sickest part about it. Shouts yeah, to Hango. The elusive Jordan Hango. If you don't um, know who Jordan Hango is, fucking figure it out. For real. He's one of the best writers in the world and he's so low key and he just works his job. And I love that about that. Like, there's something about just yeah. being a humble dude with a job and then being a killer writer and then not giving a shit about anything that comes from it. Like when he won Nora Cup, I think he won Nora Cup, right? Jordan Hango did? Yeah. And yeah. just like, oh yeah, it was either X Games or Nora Cup, but it was just like the way he accepted the award. I was like, that's my fucking guy, dude. It's so sick. All right. The dude's riding after work. Eight Ball Diaries says, was Center of Gravity the best contest? Yes. <laughs> Good times. Holy yep. shit. That was just some local contest that was a music festival at the same time. Oh, that's just dope. These are all just stories from my party days. Yeah. I love <laughs> it. Stuff. Yeah. Just jogging the memories, dude. <clears throat> uh, what are you listening to at the moment from Jack Techie? Jack Techie. Um, a bunch of shouts at Techie. Um, a bunch of queer punk shit. A bunch of um what am i listening to here i'll go on my spotify real quick listening to (laughs) pine grove which is like an indie band there's so much stuff like i got christina aguilera on here i got (laughs) i got some australian bands i got this like ankle grease fucking cop thing i got unwound gray matter dystopia tracy chapman priest fucking unwound again title fight Man, I look oh, real. Yeah. I got no hard title fight. I'll get an email. Ed Hawkins, Floor, CCFX, picking on series, 
Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> what a mix, dude. That's awesome. I got everything you can think of. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm all over the place. So if that answers your question, Techie, that's like nothing was cool in that too. Like <laughs> Lizzo, like, Lizzo and Christina yeah, Aguilera. Yeah, Lizzo, so listen to cool, Lizzo dude. and Christina Aguilera right now, dude. <laughs> All right, let's see. Sprouter says, what with your... We got to get these grammars fixed up. What's with your obsession with fuck transition and pools? Do you have like a reason that you love difficult transition to ride? Because uh, I can't do any tricks. So the harder stuff it is to ride, then <laughs> you could like... That's I a damn know. good answer, bro. That's fucking fire. I don't do yeah. tricks. So it's like, it's fun to just like ride stuff that's hard, like harder. That's harder to ride. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Lucas Datos says, ask Corey, how was the New Zealand trip? Yeah, shouts to Lucas. He gave us a place to stay. Um, nice. And uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on his dog's name right now. I want to say Boris, but I might be wrong. He's got the sickest dog. But uh, uh, yeah, New Zealand was sick this year. It was long. It was at the end of the 10-month ten, ten trip, and I was in a van with my homie Santi. So nice. it was a... Uh, it was a fucking sick trip. Shouts to New Zealand. Thanks to everyone there. This They're, is him, uh, yeah? Like, yeah, there he is. Luda. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's dope. All right. Let's get back to the questions. <clears throat> uh, where the fuck my dog's at says favorite Tegan and Sarah song. Tegan and Sarah? Is that Owen? Where, where? TF my dog's at? the oh i'm on spotify <laughs> yeah that's owen i'm pretty sure yeah that is owen owen dawson tegan and sarah why am i blanking is that vancouver i don't know dude tegan and sarah is like a, a real hip indie uh duo band i think dude if there's a moment in time that i should have known this oh yeah it's canada duh i'm blanking yeah fuck it let's move on it, jj jj tactor says favorite bowl ever ridden Hastings, done. Yeah. Move on. I'm, start, I'm starting to learn these questions. Bobby Says says favorite California skate park to ride at. Uh none. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> California. I'm just kidding. No, every pool ever, no skate parks Boom. in California. Love it. Gilbert Gonzalez says favorite 10 out of 10 pool. We talked about it. That's oh. Arizona though. What's your favorite 10 out that's, of 10 pool? Oh man. Okay, that's the hardest question ever. Um and no what no matter what you answer, I have no fucking clue what you're gonna There was there's about. a pool pool in vancouver called perfect pool that you could go as fast as you possibly could in but there's like so many california pools there's like the okay no 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 the one in arizona another one in arizona it had an open pocket in it with no the stairs were like reset in around the shallow so you didn't have to carve a cake and it was like figure eightable and the nice. deep end was perfect love seat fucking best pool ever done hell yeah zach will probably know what pool you're talking about but not me <clears throat> zach showed me it we were in 114 it was fucked dude it gets so it's like unbearable like you know snow bums you out in certain areas but the heat here is terrible it's not even it's not friendly mate it fucking hurts uh alex friday bmx did you ever hit any roadblocks or challenges moving to the next level in bmx damn shout out to alex is sick he's a young ripper from colorado here that's been killing it there's somebody uh, i'll follow him thank you yeah there you go that's your Uh, fifth that's your fifth answer to the one you refused earlier (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> him and his homie max they're like uh these little groms out here that fucking rip um i think i might know i max. mean i mean the question was any challenges yeah challenges roadblocks when you're moving to the next level i mean max i don't know what exactly that means but 
you can imagine it's just like, i don't know it's pretty fu- it's, it's funny to look at it it's funny to look at it like that because like it was very natural how everything kind of came to play because there was no forcing it um it kind of just happened it just was what it was um i would just say injuries is the biggest thing yeah. um learning like really because you get to a certain point when with injuries um it just i think almost every rider comes to terms with and yeah there's just coming over those is just that's just the toughest struggle with riding. Yep. Facts. <laughs> Getting hurt sucks. Ed Hewitt says, favorite East Coast spot you've hit? That's an interesting one. Thanks, Ed. He's uh, given us a lot of spots. But uh, East Coast, uh, there's so much shit. Florida is East Coast. Uh, man, there's so many things. Like, there's like, we wrote that one bridge spot. The pillar spot in New York was crazy. Uh, the pillar, the the metal U pipes though in Bethlehem, those were fucking insane. Um, Boom. I want to say FDR too though, but that's not a spot because FDR will forever be, you know. That's a spot. Fuck it. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, shout out Ed. Cool. Uh, I'm not gonna ask you what your favorite skate park is again, but shout out BMX Zacharias for submitting a question. Evan Smedley. How does it feel knowing you did a gap at House Park that Chase Hawk hasn't done? <laughs> I don't know. Fuck, coming for you, Chase. I feels, don't pretty, know. feels pretty good, bro. <clears throat> I'm the best. Shouts to Dre. Shouts to Chase. Fucking shout out Chase Hawk, man. After I got to talk to him for a while on the pod, and I like really enjoyed him. He's <laughs> what do you do, dude? <laughs> oh, who do we got? <laughs> I was trying not to get. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need, dude? Real quick. What's, what's up, man? What up, man? How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good, man. Stoked to listen to this one. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Have a good, good one, dude. Good to see you. You too. Let's do That's one in crazy. the future. Who else is peeping back there? What's up, Josh? Is that you? <laughs> oh, hey, hey. Long time no see, Mr. Clemens. Yeah, dude. You got any uh you got any questions for Corey? Josh, ask me a question. We got two more user submitted ones. We're on three hours right now, dude. <laughs> two that's and a, a half. Full full, that's we, a full pull. That's a damn full pull. Uh, he's going to bed. He's got no questions. All right, cool. Two, two more, <laughs> and then I have one, and then we're done. Uh, nuts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He just asked one. Yeah. Oh, what did he say? What's the ratio of being awake to sleeping? <laughs> I'm doing better. I'm waking up at I've been waking up at eight thirty and then I snooze until nine. But nice. I've I'm not nice. a I'm not a morning person. So and all these fucks are so. Dude, I'm a morning person only if I go to bed at eight p.m. Then when I wake up at seven, it's like I slept plenty. But other than that, I'm with you, man. It takes me it takes a little bit. It's like you have to really have to getting a dog is what made me be a uh, a morning person. Cause oh yeah, do you have a pet? No, I wish. Yeah, I, you got uh, to get a dog to travel with you, man. Yeah, maybe one day. All right, uh, let's last one. Pat Frayne, big homie. Um, fuck, I just close it. Uh, favorite place you've traveled on your bike? Australia. Yep. Let's say it. Damn good answer. And then there was one question that got sparked here that I want to end with. Favorite 10 out of 10, East Coast spot. No, how does it feel knowing you did a cap? Fuck. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing I am curious about is, 
everybody has that one clip where they remember it because it was like they really had to push themselves through a mental barrier. So whether it's from the Fast and Loose DVD or one of your video parts, what clip do you think was the hardest mental battle that you got done and you felt really relieved after you got it done? Um, I had, it's, it's one from Barcelona, um, from that trip. I just went on with Chadwick and Trey and Simone. Footage out? No. Secret. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I got a cult part coming out soon. So. Fuck yeah. Do you know when? Uh, pardon? Do you know when? Uh, I don't know. A couple, a few weeks after Jason's comes out in a couple of weeks. So like, I don't know after that. In a bit. Okay, cool. In a, in, and then in a bit, I, there's a couple more things I want to get for it, but, um, we will uh, there's a couple more things i'm just going to try to get for it but but it yeah. could be released as it is but you want more no but the, yeah but there's no no i just there's just a couple things i think like it would be sweet here cuz it's like you know when you have a project and you're like um i'm like 9 minutes into it so it's like i'd rather just build on it cuz that yeah. 9 minutes took like a year and a half so yeah for real yeah that's dope. So. that's exciting i'm excited for that and then the other thing is a clip that sticks out in my mind is you brought a ramp and then you did a curved wall ride on a building. Um, that shit was fucking incredible. Can you tell me a quick story about that? And then we can wrap it up. I mean, that's just like dream spots, you know. I like that's like where influence of snowboarding comes in a lot. Yeah, um, that does make sense. Snowboarding yeah, influence. For that, that spot was just like by my work, um, by the bike shop in Vancouver that I worked at, and I drove by it all the time. And uh, I drove by it one day, and there's pallets sitting beside it, and like stacked beside it. And I was like, fuck. So we went, I got a bunch of plywood from Jason Sprouter, uh, the dude who was asking the questions. I got a bunch of wood from him and then we drove it to the spot, left it there. And then I went to work. I remember like I worked and then I built a kicker. Well, actually, maybe I wasn't working at that point, but I built a kicker. I went and got a bunch of scrap wood and built um, a launch ramp for it. And then the next day we went back and we had slapped two by fours on the pallets together just to hold them all together. Slapped. It was like, uh, I think it was a Sunday, but it was in the morning. And we just brought it in in the homie Spencer's truck, set it all up. It's like looked at it, hit it, boom, tore it down, left. That's it. Fuck yeah! There's yeah. a one one take one take thing. Oh yeah, and I almost died. So yeah, that's <laughs> fuck yeah. I almost I went it. over the top of it, but um, yeah, that's just like those are just like it was a really cool feeling because it's cool to like see those spots and then all of a sudden, but it's yeah. just like not to shout them out again. But like Ruben, man, you know you can yeah. You can 100%. do anything you want. There's no fucking rules, you know. You like, I'm like, I fucking hate rules, you know. So yeah. Do you remember the fly bikes video? I don't know. It, yeah, yeah. It, where the, it was all pallets. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> like even United did one too, or Slattery, uh, or it was just a magazine ad, and it was like these two like transition pieces of metal they found, and he was doing a pocket table Slattery best table ever. I'll fucking. Same. But oh, yeah. he he is a United ad, and he was doing a table just with these two radius things, and that's like burnt in my head too. That's dope. Hell yeah. And, Last thing, I asked you your scariest clip, and we talked about that clip. But what do you think is your favorite clip? If you could, if you had to only show somebody one clip of you riding, what's your favorite clip that you've ever gotten? I don't know. I can't really like put that into. I don't really know because I like I, I look at riding as. I don't know. I like, cause I, I, I want to say that it wasn't about the clip, you know, and it was about just like, like dropping in at Hastings and like just riding healthy. There is like my favorite feeling in the fucking world. So it's like so hard to like say a clip because it's like, like it's I, about the clips. It's about, it's the, not about the clips, man. It's about that like feeling that you can have when it's just like, everything is, 
I don't know. And there's something about that place in my comfort zone in the world in that park and just like that. So I'm not going to say clip, but I'm just going to say that anytime I'm home and I get to drop in there with my friends or by myself with headphones in and just like kind of pump around and feel that because it's like, you're not, when I'm in that mode there, I'm never, I'm never thinking I'm in like a flow state of just like doing. So that right there, favorite clip ever is being able to ride that place. So being in flow state. I love it, man. Yeah. All right. Anything uh, you got to say to BMX people out there? The dig. If you just listen, audience. Uh, if you just listen to uh, this podcast for two and a half hours, thank you. Um, <laughs> has it been two and a half? It has. I, huh? uh, yeah. I apologize if I said like a thousand times. And uh, yeah, I mean, thank you for fucking BMX for giving me everything. And uh, BMX don't fucking owe you shit, so don't think it does. We're ending on that. Thanks, Corey. All right. Hello, you've reached the end of the video. Corey's amazing. I hope you enjoyed that. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the show with a friend. And I'll see you next week. Have a good one.